Hey guys, this is Alessio coming at you before the episode with a cool little tidbit slash note. Uh, we have added a new perk to the $10 a month patron tier, um, and that is essentially, in essence, we'll be doing listener responses differently. You'll learn more about it towards the end of this episode, but as a $10 a month patron, you are now able to throw in a topic that you'd like us to discuss at the end of every season, and we'll pull them and talk about them. Our goal is to do them all, so we will be collecting a backlog. But if you want to have that fun perk, uh, definitely be sure to go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. It's just one of many fun reasons to patronize us. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Metal Gear Mondays, rearmed, the remastered, redefined, and remixed Metal Gear Mondays. As always, I'm your host, Alessio Summerfield. And I'm Sam Wright. <laughs> Love this guy. Hi. Oh, Isaac. Time for our favorite segment, Bumbling in the Dim with Isaac Lim. Take us away, Sam. Bumbling in the Dim with Isaac Lim. Last episode, we talked about how peptides can make your stomach curdle, how diarrhea is also a diuretic, oddly enough, and how solid snake isn't so solid after all. This week, we're covering things that didn't need pointless remasters. Enjoy! Guys, I think I'm going to try something new for the, uh, for the slogan. I, uh, What's that? Not looking to sh- our, what? I'm not looking to shit on tradition here. I know in the past it has been uh, the top to bottom, left to right, inside and out, uh, and we have 94 episodes of that. So I just want to try something new. Whoa. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, you're listening to Metal Gear Mondays, the most thorough Metal Gear Solid podcast on the internet. But it's not. Well, how is it not? I guess, I guess it is by default. Right? <laughs> <laughs> i i we challenge we you to find any other podcast <laughs> that has talked this much about metal gear as always i am your host alessio summerfield even if i've got a new catchphrase or slogan or what have you and this week <laughs> i am joined by two friendly fellas let me introduce you we've got uh samuel wright you can't change the slogans we just put a t-shirt out hey man there's 94 episodes of that original slogan. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. I don't know. I Maybe I can keep the old one. We'll see how I feel. We'll try this one out for a couple episodes. <laughs> maybe I'll mix and match. <laughs> Plug and play intros. It'll be good. Isaac Lim is also here. Hey, maybe you should uh, do like a group. Um, oh, like a focus test? Like a focus group and see what yeah. people think. And, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll do it r- real quick right now. So tweet the number one at us if you like this. Just tweet one. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays, the Metal Gear Solid podcast that covers all things Metal Gear from top to bottom, left to right, and inside and out, and pseudo-historical recreational order. As always, I'm your host, Leslie Summerfield. Or tweet number two <laughs> if you like. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays. The Internet's Most Thorough Metal Gear Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alessia Summerfield. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun <laughs> thing. So yeah, tweet one of those two numbers at us, and I'll collect them all in a very scientific way, 
and then we'll figure mm-hmm. out which one's the winner. If uh, if the second one is the winner, I'm going to have to press F a bunch. Oh, no. Pay respects. Or pay respects <laughs> to the old, uh, the old intro. I love it. That isn't to say that I love that I don't love the old intro, but I think the new one's just so quick. It's so concise. Yeah, it's quick, and you don't sound like an idiot. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, if you've not listened to us before, welcome. Bienvenido. Uh, if you're coming from our remastered episodes, congratulations. You made it, and you took the long way around. And uh, I'm just happy to see you again, seeing a friendly yeah. face. It's like we saw each other at birth. We lived a whole life. (laughs) It's like uh, it's like we saw each other in the womb. Then I didn't see Mm -hmm. you for a whole lifetime, and now here at the Mm -hmm. pearly gates, I'm looking you dead in the eyes, and I know this is my friend. Mm -hmm. It was just like that. Are we are we dead? Have we been dead this whole time? Yeah, I don't know. Huh? It's uh, what is that movie with Robin Williams where he has to go to hell to save his wife? Uh, What dreams may come. Is that what that movie's about? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. It's crazy. Oh, you wow. gotta go watch it. It's probably gonna be real okay. fucked up now, but well, yeah. you should still watch it. Um, anyway. Yeah, this episode we're talking about the Twin Snakes. Um, real quick, I just want to give uh, some like top of the top of the episode uh, reiterations and mentions. Uh, just to reiterate, we talked about this on some of the previous episodes. We are not a Prima Guide uh rip and peace prima uh they have closed their doors uh but we will be covering our personal experiences with this game um i know that we've all busted our asses to try to record all of these things accurately um but we're all three unique individuals who maybe played a little differently if you're watching the let's play you know that i play poorly um (laughs) but uh yeah we um we're actually not going to retread any of the plot beats from the original Metal Gear Solid. Um, just go back to those episodes if you want to hear about that. That has not changed for the most part. We will talk about it when we notice that it has changed. Um, but we're not going to go through the whole plot because we don't want to do another three episodes. So we're going to try and keep this all in one episode. This is our first time covering Twin Snakes properly. We covered it as like a bonus mini episode for getting 100 Facebook fans like years ago. Um, but yeah, here we are did it we did it yeah we did it we did it we're here we did it twin snakes <laughs> uh we haven't done one of these in a second um let's talk about the news it's time for new 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 news Metal Gear news yeah uh the news for saturday february 23rd 2019 we we're recording on a saturday typically we record on a thursday uh we don't have a ton of news but let's talk about the two things we do have uh number one Left Alive, Square Enix's return to the Front Mission universe that I think we've loosely talked about. Uh, it comes out in seven days. It's not looking great. Um, they just put up like a 14-minute gameplay video. Did you guys watch that? I did. What did you think? Nope. Um, so <laughs> I commented on the post on the Facebook page about it, um, but I don't necessarily think it looks bad. I think it looks like a high-standard PS3 game, which isn't inherently a bad thing, but I think that we'll just have to retrain our brain to like get used to it. The end where I guess his name is Mikhail gets in the oh, yeah. robot. I was just like, all right, okay, that's this is good. And I like that there's multiple pro tags too. Yeah, so I, there were things that I liked about it. Um, so I read a bunch of articles about this before I actually watched the video, um, and 
spoiler, I might have read the articles and published it onto the Facebook page before watching the video. So sorry about oh, no. that. Um, but I will say this, like, the big thing everybody seems to have a problem with is the robot part. Like, really? they said that it looks really stiff and janky when you get in the robot, and it doesn't look like fun. He moved, I think the, the robot moves a little slow, but I didn't, like, I don't know. I think people are spoiled by, like, Titanfall and, like, games like that. Yeah, and when it looks like, um, and this actually kind of got me excited when I watched the gameplay video, it looks way more like a Metal Gear game than it looks like a Front Mission game. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, mm-hmm. like, sneaking around and stuff. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, like, I I mean, I think we should cover it for the show. I don't think we need to cover it when it comes out, but I think at some point we should. Um, yeah, like, I think I want to cover it, like, when it, when it's not $60 anymore. Yeah, so, like, so for, for everybody who's like, why the fuck are you guys going to cover a front mission game for this for this show? Uh, one, uh, Yoji Shinkawa did all the character designs. Um, and then two, and this is kind of a cool thing, this isn't really Metal Gear, but the uh, director is a guy named Toshifumi Nabeshima. He's a Armored Core director. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It looks pretty, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, a lot of people are comparing it to like alpha protocol. They're saying it just kind of looks like, like a janky, like stealth game, um, more than anything. I am a little bummed out that this is how we're getting a new front mission, but I don't know. Maybe it's not, it doesn't look like garbage, but it doesn't look fantastic. It's not survive. I'll say that. Yeah. But like uh, in the pantheon of like shit, it's, it's probably like, it, it looks, I think it looks fun. It looks like so it might be like I, a deadly premonition. It might be like a curiosity worth checking out. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, the dialogue is kind of. I didn't kill him. I was framed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I uh, think he did it. Sam, can you tell us about this second news item that we've got? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> so, for some reason, there was this like tweet that went out a long time ago. Um, and it was about Snake saying, calling the colonel and saying, um, I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick, and my the clap of my ass cheeks keep alerting the guards. <laughs> and so that tweet got very popular on the app TikTok, and people would, like, record themselves saying it while somebody did something in the, um, in the, uh, in the comments, or, like, it, it, TikTok's stupid, but anyway. So... I guess this person on TikTok got David Hader because he's he's uh, the son of a good friend of David's. Got David Hader to say the line on TikTok while he did something on the other side of the video screen. So you've, we've got uh, audio of David Hader going, "Colonel, I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick." <laughs> they clap my ass cheeks, keep alerting the guards. Should I, uh, Sam? I I don't know if I've done this to myself in a long time. Should I cue it here? I think you should. <sighs> Colonel, I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting the guards. Perfect. <laughs> I'm very glad that um, we're going to put that there. Yeah. So I got some questions about what dummy thick means before the show from Alessia. <laughs> <laughs> you did. So... So, so do you know what thick means? Yeah, I know what thick is, because 2B from Near Automata is real thick. Yeah. So, thick, so dummy thick indicates that somebody is advanced thick, like they're extra thick. But why? I don't know. Why the word dummy? dummy? Oh, is it because they're, they're dummy, turning me into dummy, a dummy? Like, he's so thick, he make you dumb. He's I dummy. See, I get it. He's dummy thick. 
I feel all kinds of old. I feel like normally I'm pretty hot on the hip lingo, but somebody at work <laughs> had to tell me what the fuck uh, unit meant. Oh, is this that what a, what a unit that boy is? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, oh, you mean like an RTS unit? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, what an absolute, what an absolute <laughs> unit. Yeah, and so the the I was like, would Dwayne the Rock Johnson be a unit? And he was like, oh, yes, Dwayne the Rock Johnson be. is for sure an absolute unit. Yeah, so. That has been your slang update for the week. Slang of the day. He's a heckin' chonker. Very nice. Are you guys ready to finally talk about Twin Snakes in a proper way? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a proper way. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a little informal. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be proper, but it's going to be better than the last time we did. So. Yeah, I think I last time we literally that. just like drank around my dinner table. Yeah, we well, we sat around the dinner table, and then we, we yelled at each other about the cats or something. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to that episode. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's hot garbage or if it's good. Uh, so we're technically remastering this too. Yeah, that's true. But whatever. Yeah, it's out of order. Whatever. Here we go. Twin snakes. The twin snakes. So, uh, Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes was co-developed by Silicon Knights, who created the games Eternal Darkness, uh, which is a phenomenal uh, game, and Too Human, which is less than a phenomenal game. They had to um, atone. And Eternal Darkness yeah. was too good. They had to like balance it out. <laughs> um, and then it was also by Konami Computer Entertainment Japan, which of course is uh, the creators of Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill, and also fuck Konami. Um, <laughs> it is a... Visual and mechanical upgrade to the original uh, 1998 classic and was released exclusively for the GameCube in March of 2004. Um, the ninth in the States, the 11th in Japan, and the 26th in Europe because video games <laughs> hate Europe. That's, uh, that's um, a fact. I think we have empirical evidence to prove that that yeah, is a fact. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I can't um, believe, uh, I can't believe, like, one, I can't believe that the GameCube got a fucking exclusive Metal Gear game. Yeah. Um, and two, I can't believe that they like released almost like globally, like they almost released everything like at the same time. It was like all in the same month. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, the game is still credited as being designed, directed and produced by Hideo Kojima in a lot of places. Um, while nearly all of the, uh, scenes were cut scenes were, um, scripted and directed by Japanese filmmaker Ryuhei Kitamura who's most famous for Downrange, uh, The Midnight Meat Train, Godzilla, Final Wars, Azumi, and No One Lives. Have you guys seen any of those movies? No. So, like, I'm I, curious about The Midnight Meat Train. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah I, right. I saw the cover for The Midnight Meat Train and for Azumi, and I think I've seen those movie covers before. Um, they all look like, I don't know, just like weird B-movie-like craziness. Huh. Um they look like like B movie. Like, have you guys seen any of the guy who directed Old Boy? Have you seen any of his other movies? Like, um, no. The Sympathy for Not Mr. Any Vengeance of his, and um, I haven't seen any of his other. I've seen Old Boy, Thirst, Old Boy. Yeah. Lady Vengeance. It's kind of like that. It's like the vibe hmm. that I get from this guy is just like really crazy, over the top, like hyper violent Asian mm. like crime movies in hmm. a good way. 
I don't know. I haven't. So I haven't seen any of these. Oh, but like, based on like, yeah, based on his reputation and the fact that Kojima like brought him in, I think, I think he's at least big in Japan. I don't know if yeah. he's big over here. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> I'm um, big Japan. Um, <laughs> I'm big Japan. <laughs> which kind of makes sense. The the direction of the the cutscenes in Twin Snakes. Oh very, yeah, over it, the like, top. super fucking anime <laughs> over the top. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I, <laughs> I get. I don't. Guys, I didn't like these cutscenes. <laughs> you don't have to say that sheepishly. Like at all. I think we all agree. Like I really did not like these cutscenes. Um, <laughs> speak for your fucking self. I don't. No, I'm kidding. Did you I like, didn't them? like them? Either, no, no, they were so dumb. <laughs> I, well, so like, I guess if I if the first game wasn't so goddamn perfect, uh, I feel like I wouldn't mind somebody coming in here and remixing these. But like, these just feel so. I think, I mean, we can talk about it later on, but I feel like the way that these cutscenes are directed, like, it kind of shits all over the characters. Like, none of these characters would ever act yeah. like this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Am, yeah. I being, am I being nitpicky? I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like some of, some of the ways that some of these characters articulate, it feels totally different from who they are. Well, nothing about Solid Snake's characterization in any of the games that he's in indicate that he would do like a flip over the door while he's spying on Liquid and Ocelot at all. Or or like uh, do a backflip off of a missile. That's yeah. Like that's the that's when Snake jumps the fucking shark right there. Yeah. Like quite literally. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sorry. I'll let you uh I will let you continue, Sam. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Dennis Dyack, who is um what would you say infamous director of eternal darkness is also credited as a producer on the game and his secret best boy Tomokazu Fukushima is still credited as the second writer on the project. Um, though it's relatively unknown how he contributed to this and most of the metal gear series, though some anecdotes state that he's the character guy of the series. Yeah. If you guys haven't, um, so it wasn't just the, this one instance, but like there was like, um, what is his name? It's like steak something. Uh, uh, I'll pull it up on Twitter or something here in a second. But, um, essentially this guy on YouTube who like only has a bunch of like, um, he only has like a bunch of like minute long videos, uh, just out of the blue decided to pop in like, a ridiculously long, like three hour Metal Gear Solid three, um, like review video. And in the middle of it, he starts citing, um, all these different people. Oh, the guy's stake Bentley. Um, stake Bentley. He, um, well, he starts kind of name dropping and like, this is like from interviews, like a bunch, like he just digs up like these interviews and then cites them on screen. But a bunch of them were for Tamakazu uh, Fukushima, and he just straight up, like, he, he has writing credits on the first three solid games. Um, and not only that, but, like, essentially one of the translators, one of the localizers for Metal Gear Solid 2 was saying that, like, quote, Kojima's not much of a writer and only ever has big ideas and that um, it's actually Fukushima who, like, translates his ideas to, like, actually like fleshed out characters and dialogue. Hmm. And so they're huh. saying that Fukushima, like I think he's been accredited with writing all of the codec calls in MGS one, but people were saying that like literally all of the characters are his, like he fleshed out all of the character stories, um, huh. which, which suddenly makes me wonder 
why is it that from four onward we hardly have any new characters introduced you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's like all the same fucking people give or take um so anyway just a quick little pit stop into fukushima Mm -hmm. fukushima land um steve hennifin let me try that again (laughs) steve hennifin from Silicon Knights handled some of the endgame music while uh, Metal Gear veteran Norihiko Hibino took on the bulk of the cutscene menu and in-game music duties. Do you guys like the new music? I do not. Mm, like at all. It's alright. Yeah, it's okay. It's no, it's like, it doesn't it doesn't use its like music and sound as like anywhere close to as good as the first one. Yeah. Like the original. Some of the tracks kind of feel like remixes. I don't know if you guys noticed Mm. that. Like some of them have like little stings from the original, but like I don't. Overall, I was just like, why did you redo all this like excellent music? Right. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it has something to do with the audio quality, which we will, which we will dive into right now. Actually, yeah, Um, because all (laughs) of the dialogue in the game had to be re-recorded because the increase in fidelity made it apparent that the original game's recording had lots of quality issues. Um, and there is a popular fan theory that states that David Hayter took half of the pay he could have so that all of the original cast could be brought back. Um, it could easily be true, though there was, we didn't find anything that could really substantiate it. Um, but yeah. it's a nice thought. And David Hayter is a sweet boy. Yeah. So totally. it could be true. Um, um, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if anybody finds any proof uh, that that is true. I don't know if that comes up in some random interview or something. We'd definitely love to get links, dog. Yeah, please do. Um, from what we can tell, everybody reprises their original roles from the first game, except for Greg Eagles, who was the original person who voiced the DARPA chief in The Ninja, um, who um, voices the DARPA chief in this version. Um, uh, he only voices the DARPA chief. Uh, Greg Eagles does. The Cyborg Ninja is played by Rob Paulson, who is Pinky from Pinky in the Brain, and Raphael and Donatello from the 1987 and 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons. Yeah, I want to plant a flag in Greg Eagles real quick. This dawned on me, and I think I talked to Sam and Isaac about this before we did one of our mm-hmm. Let's Plays. Uh, Greg Eagles, who's DARPA and Cyborg Ninja, also fucking voices Grim from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. <laughs> it's so good. Like as soon as That's I awesome. discover, like yeah, as soon as I discovered that, I was like, dude, I hear it. I can definitely hear <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, the other thing too is that they uh, they revised versions of Naomi and Mailing's accents, um, which is the fact that they don't have them, um, were carried forward into Metal Gear Solid Four, and um, all the MGS One dialogue that appears in the game is actually pulled from the recordings for Twin Snakes. So anything you hear from Metal Gear Solid One that they do flashbacks for in Twin in uh, Four is from Twin Snakes. Yeah, which like kind of sounds crazy because it's like, I wonder what kind of, um, I wonder what kind of negotiations had to happen to get like Nintendo recorded audio for use in a Sony only game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that seems like right. yeah, some hurdles had to be jumped. Maybe. Do you think that they just like? It's, do you think they were just like mm, we could probably get away with this and just didn't didn't? <laughs> Maybe. What if we? What, what if somebody's listening to our show and they're just like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> oh no, I need to." Oh, sue and this somebody. is what starts the lawsuit. <laughs> Don't do it. I have got to sue somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um. In September of 2003, IGN interviewed Dennis Dyack, who had an interesting anecdote about how he got involved. 
Um, he was apparently sitting in the lunchroom at Nintendo's offices in Kyoto, minding his own business, and Miyamoto approached him and asked, what's going on? And then followed up with, do you want to work on Metal Gear Solid? Allegedly. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's, it's so weird, man. Like, there's uh, there'll be a link to it in the show notes for patrons. I'll try and throw it up on the post on our website, MetalCareMondays.com. Uh, but there's like a weird IGN interview uh, where, yeah, Dennis Dyack just like recounts the entire story of working on Twin Snakes, uh, and it's like multi-page. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, th- Sam, one, thank you for going through all the development stuff. That's awesome. Uh, yep. Two, I hear. Mm-hmm. That you and your friends mm-hmm. are more relevant than me and my friends. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. I hear that <laughs> you have a uh, checklist yeah. of really crazy, important, fun detail differences. I don't know if they're crazy important, but <laughs> do you want to? Do, do we want to like speed? Do you want to like twista wrap your way through that entire list really quickly, and then we'll go yeah, with twista? I'll do what I can. <laughs> um, so it's not going to be exhaustive, probably because I just I just took down what I noticed. But um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it. So the first really important one is that Snake can now aim while he's in first person mode. Yeah. Do we um, want intrusion mode? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't immediately plan to, t- to stop you real quick. Um, but do we want to? <laughs> My just, twister wrap. No. I think I think one of the things that we should probably state outright is like baseline, bare minimum. If you've never heard of Twin Snakes. All you need to know is that Silicon Knights was like, hey, what if Metal Gear Solid 1, but with the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine? Mm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we've got here. Sam, carry on. Yeah. So um, when you're running and you hit the crouch button, Snake will also execute a dodge roll, which is pretty dope. Um, And Snake can now climb and hang from things like in 2. Um the game also introduces the no-kill option by giving you the M9 and the PSG-1T, as well as, as giving bosses uh, stamina gauges like in Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, and this time, uh, because of that, I tried my first ever Metal Gear series no-kill run. Aw. So, and I was successful. <laughs> it was great. Nice. Um, bodies of guards don't just poof out of existence, but they can be dragged and hidden like in 2, which is more realistic, but not as funny. Um, key cards don't have to be equipped for them to work. Um, yeah. so you just get the key cards and it works automatically, which is awesome. Um, cameras have, what I noticed about the cameras is that they have kind of like a motion sensing aspect to them. So if you hide in their blind spot and inch your way out of it, they start to monitor in that direction. Almost like you'd look at something if you had something in your peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but. Uh, well, since um, we've got this badass first person aiming capability, I fucking went ham on shooting out some cameras. I hate Same. cameras. Yeah, Same. I hate. If you're following our let's play, you know that I hate. <laughs> Unless cameras. hates cameras. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about doing that at all for some reason. I, I did towards the end of the game when like they were, they were, um, they were gun turrets and stuff. But I just never thought about the regular cameras and doing that. Yeah, and I think the M9 might be able to do it. I feel like I did it in the heliport before I got the SOCOM. But we you can put them to sleep. What was that? I think. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that's the thing is that with the M9, they give you the M9 like immediately in the. Um, in the, in on the, the easier uh, difficulties, the, I think. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. um, the other thing too is that, um, and I don't know if this, I don't remember if this happens in two, but the cameras can detect downed bodies. So if you take out a body and it sees one, it'll alert somebody. Oh wow! I don't think I ever noticed that. But again, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever like had that happen. Yep. And then my last note is we've already mentioned it, but they can now be shot and disabled by using first person mode. So nice. 
Um, yeah, so I think that's that's awesome. Thank you for that. I think we'll also get into some of the other ones. Um, like I mentioned before, we're definitely not going to talk about any of the plot stuff. I think we're just going to kind of touch on the zones um, sort of in a, hey, did any, like, here's the zone. Here's what it is. Here's what happened. Did anything uh, interesting happen to anybody? Um, one of the things I did want to talk about, though, is, like, if you go into this like I did, not knowing that they were going to redo the music, uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, like, every... I feel like most of the songs are just different. I do know, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Maybe we did talk about it during the remaster. I don't know. Um, the Metal Gear Solid theme, which we hear with the like, mm-hmm. and it like shows up a little bit in three, shows up at the beginning of two. It's in MGS one. Um, apparently that like they discovered that it was like using some like music that was copywritten. Oh no! Or something, and so like, yeah, they legally can never use that song again. Oh man! So like, it doesn't even—I don't think it gets used in four at all. Um, but huh, I, sucks. but I think I think that the only reason why I bring that up is I think the motif in that still gets used in Twin Snakes. I think. Gotcha. I, I, yeah, I may be wrong. I'm not sure though. Um, I remember hearing it, but yeah. Also, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the audio track is fucking awesome. Like I will say that about it. Like it is unfortunate. I think you can fall on either side of this coin. I personally found that the new, um, that the new acting, I mean, it's the same actors, but I guess the new performances, Mm -hmm. um, I personally did not like them as much as the first one. And I'm probably speaking out of my nostalgia ass right now but like well first there's two things and we'll, we'll obviously get to when we get to this there's two things that make it worse off of the bat which is um there's no matthew broderick which is a big sad and also there's no my hand <laughs> <laughs> well i think the big thing is like it might just be and maybe i'm a crazy person but it might just be that like the quality and the style of the original recordings lent a lot of character to them and I think in them sounding so crystal clear and the actors just being like, I mean, imagine if like, and it's not, maybe it's not, as, it wasn't as big as this, but if like, if you were in a movie and then a decade later, you got a phone call to redo that movie, I don't think you're going to give it the same sort of like energy that you did in the beginning. And that's not good or bad. It's just mm-hmm. not possible. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't recreate the shit that happened right. back then. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, man, it feels like kind of sterile compared to the mm. first game. But all, all I wanted to say is I didn't, and I, I didn't mean to wrap this compliment in a shit sandwich, but I, um, we can talk about how each of us played it. Sam has a crazy story about how he's playing it. Um, I played it <laughs> on a dolphin emulator on my iMac because copies of this game are like $140. Um, and so I was playing with my studio monitors in my, um, office at home. And I just wanted to say like the Dolby mix, when I saw the Dolby logo at the beginning, I was like, oh, whatever the directionality on these, on these, um, speakers that I'm using, like, holy shit, it sounds so cool. Hmm. Yeah. They actually did like a really cool, like pseudo surround mix. Like, I don't know. It sounded really good, but, but yeah, that's how I played it. Do you guys want to talk about how we played it real quick? Sure. <laughs> okay. Sam, Sam is playing it like I'm the weirdest way possible. In the weirdest fucking way possible. So I'm emulating it. Um, uh, obviously, I'm playing it on a Wii, or I played it on a Wii with a PlayStation controller. <laughs> so I'm playing 
So I played a a game that was originally on a PlayStation that they remade for the GameCube with a PlayStation controller, and somehow that extra layer makes it fucking terrible to play with a PlayStation controller. Yeah, so we'll talk about the controls. That's one thing that changed, I would say, also for the negative. Uh, these controls are not good. Um, but yeah, Isaac, how did you play it? Um, I went out and bought the GameCube game. Did you really? No. <laughs> that would be insane. I did find it in a shop. <laughs> and they wanted like $150 for it. Oh but it was sealed. Christ. It was sealed. Um, oh, but funny. I was like, yeah, I'm not that dedicated to this. I can you to a kiss from a rose. <laughs> uh, yes, that one. So sealed. It, was it got sealed. <laughs> anyway, um, how I actually played it was on a Wii. Um uh, uh, hack, hacked we? I guess. Did you, you use say. a GameCube controller? I used a GameCube controller. Um, and I actually, so I have a an original GameCube controller, and then I have a WaveBird. But does the WaveBird? Wave bird, holy shit! Does the WaveBird have rumble? Because that some parts I didn't I feel think it's rumble. To. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Dang! <laughs> does that mean my WaveBird's broken? Dang it. Anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure they're supposed to because I remember playing Smash with the Wave Bird, and I think it rumbled up whenever rumbles, I played Smash. Right, I'll have to look into that. Gotcha. But that was my experience. It's kind of interesting because you there's it's two discs, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, you have to load both of the ISOs onto the hard drive. And um, But it's crazy. You just load the first disc, and then when, it, when you have to insert the second disc, it just does it automatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I had to, uh, when emulating MGS1 for the Let's Plays, I had to, like, custom build a .q file that, like, built almost like a playlist of ISOs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, just to get it to, like, register properly, which was a nightmare, but did not yeah. have to do that with Twin Snakes, so that's good. Uh, yay, we're hackers, like Otacon. <laughs> um, I, I will say, um, just so you guys know, we finally learned the answer to our question, and guess what? I... I a, I don't know how accurate this is, but B, like, if this is true, then, like, maybe we were being too hard on it, but, like, allegedly this game is based on the Japanese script. Hmm. Mm. But I don't know if that's true, because this feels very similar to the... Like, the script, like, they do a couple subtle changes, but the script is virtually the same. Yeah, so I don't know. So somebody was saying that it's based on the Japanese script. I don't know if I believe it, but... That being said, I am so fucking happy that Foxhound does not have a hyphen in between Fox and Hound anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm also very happy that Campbell pronounces shaman correctly. Yeah. <laughs> shaman. Yeah. He's not like, he's a shaman. So learned. First, yeah, that's the first big change is that he calls Vulcan Raven a, sh- a shaman instead of a shaman. <laughs> yeah. Somebody called Paul Eating and was like, yo, <laughs> you fucked up. You, gotta, you fucked this up, bro. But yeah, uh, that's also, the reason why they remastered it because you <laughs> yeah, messed right. up that one was? word, and they said we got to redo it. Yeah, Paul Eating was like his agent was like, "Look, you guys have to redo this game." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say before we get into like the the main the main meat of the action here, uh, it's really weird to see some of these environments that were never intended to be seen in like full three D, because mm-hmm. like. So the briefings are fully 3D now. 
they're not these fucking yeah, awesome. Don't like y- that. Y- yeah, they're not these awesome Yoji Shinkawa hand like hand drawn things. Um, they're full 3D and like it's not. I don't know, man. It's weird. Like you could tell. You could tell what is a updated version of what Konami originally put together, or like Kojima's team originally put together. Um, and you can tell like what was like LOL. We're Silicon Knights, and we're just gonna like. Mm-hmm throw this shit together not that they i'm not saying they did a bad job i'm just saying like they're i don't know they weren't the original team that put it together so you could you could see the seams between like this is new and this is old and like they don't belong together um obviously i think kojima's team had to approve of everything um so i don't i don't know how far that goes but there's something weird about like and it's specifically in these briefings man i was telling sam about this so i watched all of them um, it probably took way too much note, way too many notes about them. Um, but like in the middle of the briefing, like Naomi is like doing goofy, like silent movie comedy shticks in the background. Uh, <laughs> like snake is doing this like goofy cigarette thing where he's like trying to like light a cigarette and can't do it. And Naomi takes it out of his mouth and like stomps it out in the background. Um, just like, Snake and Campbell are doing weird shit with their hands or, like, getting up and, like, staring at each other's faces or, like, laughing. It was weird, man. Like, it just doesn't feel like it was in the original tone of what these were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just stuff like that that I just, I don't know. I think that 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 film just kind of, like, is over the entire game. It's, like, this weird, like, it feels like somebody was shown Metal Gear and, like, made their own version of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't... I mean, it's not awful. Like, the game is still fun to play, but, like, it's just a very different tone. Like, it's not, like, hard-edge, thriller, creepy, cyberpunk, late 90s, scary... It's yeah. like, <laughs> like how many more how many more qualifiers? <laughs> it's like goofy like early two thousands Nintendo is like what it feels like. Yeah, the, it doesn't have like that same sense of foreboding, I think, that the original game has. Like like in the first game, like I felt tense all the fucking time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? This feels weird. But anyway, let's we should probably dive into like the actual game because we yeah. gotta talk about these cutscenes. Do we want to talk about the attract mode cutscene before we get into like the full full? Nah. Okay. Yeah, I think the only note that I had from this that I really wanted to mention was like the anime starts here, y'all. Like Snake yeah. crashes his little sub, but like, and I swear to God, this does not happen in the regular game. Snake's like having to like super hardcore like, uh, like commando pilot his little sub through like a web yeah. of mines. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I tell you something about that though? That like I guess we are talking about it. The thing, <laughs> that, can I tell you something about that though? It was very it was very um escape from LA. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, very much so. But he just straight like ditches the whip and like does a yeah. weird like flip. It's so weird. It's very <laughs> weird. I'm sorry, that's all I got. It's just so weird. Um <laughs> 
Also coming back from Metal Gear Solid 2, they brought the dog tags. So yes. Just heads up on that. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we're in the cargo dock. Which I think was just called dock before, right? I think the pause screen mm-hmm. says cargo dock. Mm. Uh, we finally get the real names of our voice actors too, which is pretty cool. Uh, no more James Flinders for us. <laughs> James Flinders is dead. Uh, <laughs> Long live Cam Clark. Oh, no. So, uh, Sam, can we talk about – so, like, this, I think, is the most apparent that something is way different because um, I, like, A-B'd this opening. The camera mm-hmm. is insanely active in these cutscenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's everywhere. It's, like, flying up and down these halls. Like, upside down. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, it's like somebody <laughs> strapped the camera to a fucking F-22 Raptor and they were like, let her rip. <laughs> And they're just like, let's show off our new fresh HD bullshit. And then they just like, we'll fly it upside down, we'll shove it up Snake's ass, we'll shove it out his mouth, and it'll be great. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, like, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know, MGS2 menus, like everything, all the UI is very like Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, mm-hmm. I was real pissed that you can't hide behind this forklift uh, without without pressing your back against the wall now. Mm. Because in the original game, you could just, like, walk behind the forklift and just chill. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like Sam mentioned, the M9's here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This game's easy as fuck with first-person aiming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, I can trank every fucking guard. The moment I walk into a room, I can trank the whole floor and then just do my business and leave. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, did you guys... Did you guys have similar experiences, Isaac? What 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 was it like stepping into stepping into this fresh, this fresh in this world? Um, I actually didn't know about the first person because on the GameCube controller, it's like uh, that little trigger button um, Z, I guess. Yeah, the Z. But for whatever reason, I didn't know it was there. So half the game, I didn't really uh, oh. use it, and then like the second half, I was like, oh, what does this button do? <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you if and you then, press it, fun fact, if you press it during the ocelot fight, he just dies. Huh? Really? If you press Z, ocelot just dies. That's a bad joke, but we'll uh, get to it. Get at it. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool little trick. Um, I played this on. So y'all play this on easy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it on. Very easy. <laughs> oh, Isaac. I thought he was going to hit us like, I played it on normal. No. <laughs> I wanted Isaac to be like, I played it on European Extreme. <laughs> well, I started this like uh, just like two, three days ago. So I was like, crap, I don't want to like struggle through this. So, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> but um, Sorry, not sorry. It's, <laughs> it's fun. Um, regardless. Yeah, it's still a good game. Like, a bad Metal Gear is still, like, an okay game. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Survive. Except for Survive. That's not a Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, no. That's garbage. I still haven't played that. Good. Don't. Yeah, never do it. <laughs> never, <laughs> never do it. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question, um, speaking about emulation. So, on my version of it, whenever you do the Kodak screen, is the background supposed to be, like, a blurred-out still image of, like, what's going on? Oh, I didn't really notice. It, it might be the only thing that I made notice about on the codex screen was that they did they kept using the uh, the drawn portraits instead of doing the Metal Gear Solid oh, and, thing. Oh, and and you liked. can definitely tell that they 
use those from the original because like those yeah. shits are so pixelated, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but no, for whatever but reason, I'm glad that they didn't like oh, make for sure. it 3D though. Yeah, I'm actually really bummed out that MGS2 did that. Yeah, to be totally honest. But um, no, the thing I was going to mention is for whatever reason on my PC version, whenever I went into the codec screen, it would just give me like a solid green background. Hmm. So I just wanted to make sure that like that was a glitch and not how it's supposed to be. Oh, it might be. I don't remember it at all, but... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I, I think other than that, I... I think that's all I had here. There's lockers. You can open lockers, which means uh, more uh, places to hide uh, nasty posters. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping it was going to be the posters. <laughs> like, a normal person would be like, more places to hide bodies that you knock out, but nope, it's <laughs> nope. the posters. It's the <laughs> models. It's, it's literally just there for posters. I think um, there are some posters for some other stuff. I know apparently any of the books in the game, if you um, throw them down and look at them in first person, it's just the um, Alex, the female lead from Eternal Darkness. Oh, God. So that, that's that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, Heliport. Oh, I can we talk about this elevator scene? Uh, Snake derobing is set to like the shittiest yeah. like music ever <laughs> um and he derobes so fast it's like way less like i don't know it's way less cinematic and way more just like time to rip shit up <laughs> <laughs> metal gear solid uh but yeah also you guys should 100 percent for real go check out that that goofy three hour fucking uh did we talk about that on i'm blown away right now or do we do that on patriot club or was it on this when we talked about the three hour mgs4 video i think we probably did i think we did it in our spare in in between i don't think we talked about it either really no i think we we talked about it on here because we talked about steak steak boy wait what yeah, we talked to what the, the, that guy, Steak the, Boy. Yeah, the YouTube guy, Steak. B- yeah, that was this one. Yeah, <laughs> it was this. That okay. was this one. That was this one. Okay, my brain's broken. One hundred percent ongoing joke in that video, which made me fucking laugh out loud every time, is that like he would just like in the middle of a cutscene, <laughs> Snake would be like, uh, somebody would say something, and then Snake would say some like snaky shit, kind of like. I'm not going to kill her. I'm not going to die until you're dead. And then it just like hard cuts to the Metal Gear Solid 4 logo and it's just like and it's so good. <laughs> anyway, I had to plug that cuz it's phenomenal. I'm sorry. I probably sound like a crazy person. Let's talk about the heliport. <laughs> Yay. Heliport, what do you guys think? This is way again. This is <laughs> this is way easier they, in um... first person. I just shot every camera out. Yeah, so the thing that about the heliport, like, did they change the layout a little bit? Like, I don't remember there being, like, this gate, like, this bar here blocking so the, the left side of the heliport. No, so that's always been there. Um, okay. That's why you have to go through the little spotlight. They did change – this is so nitpicky. They did change that the spotlights before were horizontal. Yeah. Now they're vertical. God. But I, oh, no. but I, no, but I love that they're vertical now because it makes sense with where the lights are are at. Like, before, mm-hmm. it made no sense. Yeah. It was like, how are they yeah, going? Yeah. yeah, how are they, like, hot dog? Or how are they hamburger? These guys should be hot dog. <laughs> how are they hamburger? <laughs> they also added, if you go to the if you go to the southern southeastern corner, there's now, like, a gate where you can throw bodies off like you could on the boat in the tanker. Whoa. Oh, dang. So you can just throw dudes off the side of a mountain. Hell yeah. And I did. A lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Damn, hilarious man. to me. <laughs> But yeah, also, did you guys feel like the environments felt very small in this game? 
I felt like um, I, mean, I guess a I little like, bit. Yeah, it's like I guess because it's in first person, it's like I don't know how to describe it. Like I feel like on the PS One version, everything felt proportionate properly. In this one, it feels like I don't know if Snake's character model is just like bigger or something, but it like the whole like they all feel so much smaller. Like each zone just feels like yeah. tiny. Yeah. Well, I I think it is somewhat. I mean, because I, I noticed that uh, I can't remember which part it was, but I was like, I remember. Oh, it was the Metal Gear. Um, when you're in the Metal Gear uh, hangar or whatever, hangar? I don't know what you call that. And yeah, I was, you're and running around, one, and I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah, and the it's, original, yeah, it's very large. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's very strange. Also, this is where we discovered that Mei Ling and Naomi are now just American. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I guess they were always American, but now they speak like they're from America. They don't have a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Snake's bandan- bandana also, I, I feel like we should probably mention this, the, the tail on his bandana is long as fuck. In yes, OG Metal Gear Solid 1, it had no tail. But in this one, it has, like, the MGS2. Mm. Like, the dangling kind of... The, the the part that he ties in the back. You know what I'm talking the about? The ponytail. It dangles. Yeah, yeah. The angle of his dangle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, is there anything else to talk about when it comes to heliport? Do you guys have anything? Mm-mm. I feel like items are... Like, I did my thing. I went up spot. top again. Yeah, same. I went up top as well. Did you bottom again, Isaac? Nah, man. I switched everything Ooh, up yeah. this time. Isaac is a switch. Up top. Welcome to the Mile High Club, Isaac. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Tank hanger. Tank hanger. That's all I got. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I didn't, I didn't take, like, so my only note for the first floor is, um, is, uh, um, that, uh, there's no Matthew Broderick. Yeah, sad day. <laughs> Pour one out. Sad day. <laughs> yeah, I also want to point... So uh, the reason why I talked about the controls kind of being clunky is like... So I legitimately... And I know you guys probably didn't have this problem. On my end, I could not do the equip on equip to reload. Really? Um, because since the GameCube only has one pair of shoulders and not two, um, for whatever reason, it's pressure sensitive, I think on the on the GameCube. And so I think it depends on how hard you push the button, but for whatever reason I didn't have that pressure sensitivity set up properly on my computer. Did you guys have that problem at all? I didn't. Um, um but I I could never figure out like like you said the pressure sensitivity of it. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't, and it was kind of frustrating. Um yeah, it's not as uh, it's not as like digital as the yeah. Because uh, on the PS One controller, you just tap R one twice and you reload. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this one, it's like you almost have to find like the halfway point. Like you can't click the shoulder plunger all the way because then it'll yeah. just like bring up the menu. But Sam, you're yeah. telling me you like mastered the timing, right? Yeah. So it, I like I don't know how, but like it was just like a, I like I became a master of just like tapping it just enough to do the trigger it's very it was very weird did it feel like a gears of war reload or something well i don't <laughs> i don't oh know gosh. how to explain it it was just like it was just like i i just thought like okay i press it down it doesn't do what i want it to do okay well i'll tap it here and that didn't work but here oh here's the sweet spot and then i just like became like a like a master like of a like, zen buddhist <laughs> yeah like yeah. i just like like i was just like 
finger in the button. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so wow. there's that, and then the other the other weird clunky thing is like you have to press Start and A to pull yeah. up your codec, and then Start and B yeah, I don't to like pull that. up the pause menu. And I do not like that. So let me tell you, um, since I was playing with a PS4 controller, <laughs> the way that you have to pause it, and I became fucking great at this too, was like so the you have the big old touchpad in the middle of the PS4 controller, so you press the options button, and you have to, like, twerk, like, tweak your hand to, like, hit the circle button to pause it. Fuck, man. Yeah, Never that's crazy. again. <laughs> yeah, that's bananas. Well, and likewise, too, it's like, if you don't, you can't just map, like, I literally had to pull, I had to open the instruction manual for the game and map my buttons on my PS3 controller so that... It wasn't an exact analog of the GameCube controls, but it was like where they should be based on MGS1. Mm. And that actually kind of fucked me up because like the GameCube controller is not laid out the same way. Um, and I don't yeah, mean no. button configuration. I mean like they change what the buttons do. Mm-hmm. And so like where the circle button would be the punch or whatever, they, they make it to where it's like actually it's the square button for some reason. And it's like, okay. So I had to like rewire the buttons to not make yeah. my brain blow up yeah i got used to it after a while like it just like stockholm syndrome me into knowing how to do it (laughs) um let's talk about the holding cells with the darpa chief um this begins one of my big problems with the art direction of this game i hate the character models in this game Mm -hmm. i think darpa chief looks weird like i think his face looks not great um and meryl looks very bizarre yeah like, she just kind of looks like a weird porcelain doll, like a sex doll, like a real doll. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still on point, though. Well, and it's even like Otacon. When we get to Otacon, like Otacon in this versus Otacon in MGS2, they look super, like, I don't know, he just looks like anemic and weird in this game. Um, and I just don't understand why they couldn't just, like, if you're using the MGS2 engine, why don't you just lift those models? Right. Hmm. So I don't. Am I being nitpicky? Did you guys have problems with that at all, or am I just being sensitive? I didn't really notice. Gotcha. Honestly. Did you prefer? Well, I guess. Did you guys prefer this new look versus the pixels? Um, I don't think so. I think that I think that in relation to one, the pixels are charming. Like it's just how I remember the game. Like I have my warm memories of the pixels. <laughs> I have my warm memories <laughs> in the pixels. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I would agree with that. Um, what would you guys think of the DARPA Chief's performance here? I felt like we didn't get as exaggerated of a, yeah. like we did in the first <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I think in general, like, I think they they traded. So, like, the cutscenes are more exaggerated, but the but the voice work isn't as exaggerated. Yeah, the camera's everywhere. Like, the camera is yeah. literally barrel rolling during this cutscene. Um. I will have to link to some of these cutscenes on YouTube because uh, 100% you guys owe it to yourself to check it out. I'm sure somebody's like rolling their fucking eyes right now and they're like, these guys these guys are not appreciating this great game because of how goofy everything is. Come on, man. It's a goofy series. We get it, but like, check it out, man. Like, MGS1 was always like one foot, I'd say three quarters of a foot or three quarters of both feet in seriousness. Mm-hmm. And then they just got a little goofy. And I feel like the series got goofier after. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, this first game was, like, kind of spooky. Yeah. And this is not. This is, like, fucking Saturday morning cartoon compared to what it was. But I guess you got to look at it from the, the point of view of the platform, the GameCube. 
most of the games I would assume, I mean, I don't really know. I would, um, a lot of the games that came out on the GameCube were more kid centered, I guess, um, as opposed to the PS2. And so maybe that's the direction that they were trying to go. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it led to us getting Shadow Moses and Solid Snake and Smash Brothers, then like, okay. But, <laughs> but no. Well, well I mean, weird. is it is it was that really a good thing though? Because they nerfed his butt in <laughs> Ultimate. That's true. Um, so. Isaac, to counter your point though, like Nintendo, I think at the time was trying really hard to not be perceived as just for kids because like mm-hmm. the Resident Evil remake, Eternal Darkness, um, Resident Evil Four. Killer Seven, like there's a bunch of stuff where they were like, "We're hardcore M-rated kids." Yeah, um, I think they, yeah, they try yeah. that with every uh, console. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about here? I think the 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 same trick works with Meryl in her underwear. If you go up and down the ladder, I did not test it out, but I'm fairly certain. Yeah, I didn't test it out either. I was just like, you told me about it in the first one, and I was just like, mm, nah, I'll yeah. just let that go if you want to see it, it i did it on the let's play so uh not for twin snakes but in the mgs1 um yeah uh then we go back to the tank hanger and we go to the armory and then we get to one of the bosses whose entire gimmick is destroyed well i will say about really quick about the um the section the b1 of the tank hanger is that psycho manis is wearing a sick new jacket oh yeah he's got a hot boy new fucking trench <laughs> I will say, though, his introduction here is actually creepier. Yeah, I think they did a good job with that, and I think that might be uh, Silicon Knights playing to their strength, mm-hmm. since they had just done some super creepy shit. Um, yeah. I think yeah. he, I think in MGS1 he's wearing a trench coat in this as well, but I think it's just like really pixelated. He's wearing a trench coat, I think, in the flashback that Snake gets, but I don't think he's wearing it in the hallway. Oh, I see. Okay. And also, yeah. um, you get a glimpse of Meryl as she takes her mask off. Yeah. In the elevator. I don't know if I liked that. No. Yeah, I don't think she took her mask off in the other one, right? In the elevator she, yeah. Yeah, she does. He's oh, right. okay. Yeah, right on. No, I mean but, in, the, in the original. Yeah. No, in the original she does not. She just does her weird little fist pump. In the oh, movie. yeah, she does her like, <laughs> we did it! <laughs> I just like how it was quote-unquote a mystery up until the reveal that it was, it was Meryl. Whereas here you're just like, oh, that's a girl. Oh, check it out. It's Meryl. Meryl. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how much of a mystery it was in the first game that it was Meryl because her cell is empty and the guard is naked. Yeah. But still, it's a mystery. <laughs> so mystery. Uh, Sam, can you tell us more about the this creepy, this creepier psychomantis? Um, is there anything in particular, or is it just, like, the overall presentation? I think it's just, like, so we talked about, I think it's just the way, like, the camera work is done. Like, it, we talked about how the camera is, like, all over the fucking place, but this is one of the few places where it actually, like, works to its strength. It just feels creepy. Yeah, somebody gave the camera a shot of tequila and told it to sit down and <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that camera yeah. is on crazy pills This game during this game. Uh yeah, nice. Uh, if you've seen uh, Gasper Nose Into the Void, uh, then you know what this camera is doing. Uh, anyway, uh, we fight Revolver Ocelot. It's, <coughs> it's way easier. Oh, no, bless you. It's way easier to spot these walls with the up graphics, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, holy damn. It's like, yeah, okay, it's right here. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, we fight um, um, Revolver. 
yeah, Baker. When you walk in, Baker coughs up blood in this in this intro cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, they also like it's also like super weird that Snake doesn't notice the C four at all. Um, because it's very obvious that it's there. Yeah. Um, and Ocelot also doesn't masturbate his gun at all. Like he doesn't. He does not. Well. Yeah, and uh, fun fun fact with the M nine, you can stand in one spot and yep. shoot him through the C four very easily. That's exactly what I did, and just put I him didn't to sleep. Move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I just stood in the spot. I the the fight started, aimed across, and I think I got clipped once. But aside from that, I was just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. yeah. It's uh, it kind of, I don't know, man. I think there are aspects of this remake that make a very strong argument for. If you're going to remake a game, do not remake the mechanics because you're going to ruin why the game was designed the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Isaac, you said that you didn't um, you didn't really use the first person. Did you? How did you play the Ocelot battle? Um, I think I did it just the normal way. Hmm. Was it uh, no, like was way. it any different? Like how? Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think. Did you shoot him with a gun or with a tranquilizer, Isaac? <laughs> I shot him with the gun, Isaac. Oh. Got to get, get the man. Because honestly, <laughs> I I didn't really um have any um what do you call it um obligation, if you will, to to no no kill, like <laughs> to not <laughs> murder people. <laughs> so I said, just destroy them all. Isaac said, "At least I fought for what I believed in." And then cocked his wow. so okay. calm and blew their brains. Okay, Jaeger. <laughs> very nice. But yeah, so so very very. If you're using first person, the fight is just kind of uh, trivialized um, quite a bit. Like it, like it may have well just been a cutscene at that point. Like that's how that's how trivialized it gets. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Ocelot then. Uh, getting his arm chopped off is also very anime because like it, it does like that. He gets his arm chopped off and he looks at it and then the blood spurt is delayed. Yeah. And then he screams, which I'm not going to lie. I do love a, a good delayed sword slash yeah. <laughs> and boy. Oh boy. It's like they read my mind and then gave me so much that I got sick of it. Yeah. Um, because then cyborg ninja cuts this column in half and yeah, later does. on, we'll talk about this. He cuts a fucking building in half. I'm yeah. pretty positive, uh, unless I just saw the animation incorrectly from my vantage point. I don't know. I, he does this, straight this, cut this, like everything in half in this room. Yeah, he does. It's a lot. It's uh, it's Frank. You know, Frank does what Frank does. Frank's just gonna oh, chop, so chop, chop. and then the other thing too is that like Snake and Gray Fox get into like a fight. So like, like uh. Gray Fox does like this Pele soccer kick on a big giant porcelain in the ceiling that he cuts out and kicks it at Snake and Snake like dodge like come the fuck on like what the fuck is going on here dude it's crazy like I half expected and I'm sure this happened and I just didn't take note I half expected Snake to like like sword fight him with his pistol like deflect <laughs> oh the sword with his pistol do you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. <sighs> and he has um it. Yeah, so you get the cutscene with Baker, and then you call Meryl, um, and then there's this, like, weird... So I'm going to ask you to cue it, cue it here, Alessio. This weird sound effect that happens every time Meryl whips off her mask. It's not Can the same as the first here? game, right? Are you Solid Snake? That's what some people called me. The legendary Solid Snake? You? 
Uh, sorry about before. It's not the same as the first game sound, is it? There's not. Like, well, there's not. A, no, there's like a weird noise. Like it's a like like just let's listen to it. Like it's it's like Meryl has. It's like that like in the first game where she's like pulling off a oh, piece of yeah, fabric. Yeah. But there's like a sound effect when she pulls off oh, a mask in, in this one. Uh, one of the things too, by the way, with that Pele backwards like soccer kick that happens, uh, Snake like barrel rolls and then like is like on his back for a very long time in midair. Yeah, in that oh, cutscene, yeah. like I was like, I think Snake levitated. It's very strange. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on. Uh, effectively, after that, we are headed to the canyon with our good buddy Vulcan Raven fighting us in a tank. Uh, um, the cool thing that I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed this too, was that in the tank hangar, like in the in the 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 hallway with the lasers, they have these little nodes you can shoot out like in two. Oh, I did so not. So you can actually shoot that. the laser. You can shoot the lasers out. Huh. I don't even think I fucked with that. I think I just like threw on my threw on my thermal. Well, I did too, and that's what like I was looking around. And I noticed them. I was like, oh shit! So I was just like, oh cool, it works. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Damn it! Now I just I we'll do that when we do the let's play. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, very nice. Um, so as far as the tank battle, did you guys have any issues with this? I found it to actually be a little bit easier in this game. I don't know. Oh, I uh, I had a little bit of extra trouble. It's like, so the difference here that I that I noticed is that they give you this like weird bunker in the middle of the field that they that oh, you're supposed to hide in. Um, so you said, oh gosh, I think you probably the same thing happened to you that happened to me is that whenever I was trying to like get an angle on him, I fell into the bunker and then he uh-huh. would just run over me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it made it trickier. For yeah, me. that did happen to me a couple times too. I, I for some reason I just noticed I felt like the grenade kind of like followed its target a little easier it felt like there was like a little mm-hmm. bit of auto targeting huh. going on i had the, I think in the for whatever game, reason i had the opposite happen really to me. weird it was like harder for me to throw the grenade into the um the little hole huh. whereas like in the M- in mgs1 i was just tossing the grenade and they would just like stick in there <laughs> I don't. Interesting. Yeah. I, see, know, I, kind maybe, of, I felt like in MGS one it was hard for me to kind of get it to work properly, but I feel like in uh, this one it felt like it kind of like did it easier. Yeah. Easier. I. Uh, I see. This thing. I. I. Having the same experience as Isaac again. Like I. I felt like I had trouble getting it to work in this one, but it, I, I. like aced it in in the original. Oh, that's weird. Mm. Maybe I just yeah. happened to be like standing in the right spot or something. Maybe. Um. Yeah. I think, well, so looking at some images really quickly, too, of this canyon, I 100% have kind of realized what it is about this that I feel like makes the game feel like a fan project or something. Mm-hmm. The environments just look so sterile. Like, I yeah. think I think in the first game, it made sense because on the PS1, like, you kind of had to use your imagination to fill in the gaps. And I guess the way that they kind of covered the camera in, like, a filter and just kind of grimed up all the textures, they just felt very evocative. I'm looking at, like, pictures of the canyon and pictures of the helipad, and, like, it just kind of looks like somebody threw some fucking boxes down. It's like VR Mission MGS2 looking. Would you say they threw down just the box? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just, like, it looks – I think in an effort – for them to like bring this to modern day standards, it just kind of accentuates how simplistic the original design was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. I think we talked about this um, before 
where the the in MGS one it had some sort of like a film over it, made it seem yeah. grainier and more gritty. Yeah, and maybe that's what was missing in Twin Snakes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I'm noticing that the camera does not have that whatsoever. Yeah, like everything's just very bright and right. like sterile. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Sorry, I, I promise I won't keep harping on on that. Um, oh, also, mm-hmm. also in the uh, cutscene after when you uh, defeat the tank, he like uh, takes a grenade and he. Uh, <laughs> oh, he like baseball, baseball pitches, pitches it yep. into the <laughs> into the fucking into the end of the, of the yeah, like the barrel of the tank. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. It's hella goofy. <laughs> Um, see the nuke building you can use the M9 in here praise Ja (laughs) holy shit I wonder if it's it's an easy thing Sam maybe I don't know I'd like to see like but like who gives a fuck you can use the M9 to take out guys yeah also pro tip on whoever wrote in and told us about the PSG1 situation uh, sniping people from the door in uh, OG MGS1 oh yeah I we recently did that on a let's play and hot damn is that very gratifying yep. <laughs> um, but yeah Sam uh, I did not even think to use that I kind of just ran through here can you tell me more about your rampage that you ran in the oh it just kind of like well it kind of trivializes the difficulty of the floor which is fine by me um (laughs) but yeah it's just you can shoot a guy then you shoot another guy and shoot another guy and it's great praise ja praise ja very nice uh after that we go down to the gas chamber is where i went i did not go Mm -hmm. to the top floor uh or to the b1 excuse me i went straight to the b2 uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed is one of the lockers in here, there is a poster, I believe it's for Eternal Darkness, uh, which I thought was yep. fun. Um, it is way easier to do this part. I feel like I had a lot of trouble um, on some of my MGS1 playthroughs. Um, in Twin Snakes, I did not have any trouble. It's very easy. Yeah, I didn't either. So, yeah, yeah, no trouble here. <laughs> okay. Isaac, did you have anything? We're talking about the... Um Nikita the gas room blowing up the el- the f- electric uh, box. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I didn't notice really anything super. So I looked. I looked up a couple of differences between the between the versions, and Isaac didn't have to deal with the cameras at all. Yeah, it did. oh, they're just not there. I, I don't. Like, they're not there in very easy, are they? Are you talking about in MGS One or Twin Snakes? No, Twin, in Twin Snakes. Snakes. Oh yeah, they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, were, they get rid of the cameras in Very Easy on Twin Snakes. Isn't Very yeah. Easy specifically for Twin Snakes? Because I don't think MGS1 has... No, very, yeah. it is. You're right. It's cool. just on Twin Snakes. Very nice. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a lot easier. I, I did it my first go, whereas MGS1, I think I had, I don't know, maybe 10 Nikitas. To Jeez. Get it. it was annoying how, how, like... Oh, yeah. I had to use a lot, because y'all know I hate cameras. <laughs> uh we get into cyber ninja hallway this place is madness uh yeah. i believe this is where cyber ninja like literally cuts like part of the fucking building in half or something yeah. crazy i don't think it was as like creepy and bad as the original. it's not creepy it's just crazy he's yeah. just like slashing motherfuckers like vertical bisecting them yeah and just blood it's going really everywhere weird. And then the um and then the uh after the boss battle the bang my head into the ground <laughs> scene is like 
the cinematography is like way crazy on that too. Yeah, and it's kind of fun in moments like here. I think. Um, yeah. This feels very much so like, hey, we watched the original Cyborg Ninja scene. We watched the vamp scene. Mm-hmm. We get it. Y'all like some crazy shit. We're just gonna up the ante. And it just kind of feels like they're just like cranking it up to eleven for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's very over the top. Yep. There is um, one um, part in the in this cutscene where I guess this is it's this one last guy and he fell down on his back. And you just see Cyborg Ninja walking very creepily and then turns the corner. Uh, but he's still looking straight ahead. And then he's, his face is all covered in blood. And then he slowly turns to the last soldier. I thought that was pretty creepy. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that. But, yeah. Um, and then just obliterates him. <laughs> <laughs> like Exodia obliviates. Very nice. Obliterates. <laughs> I like obliviates. <laughs> it was a Harry Potter spell, the first one. Ah. It was the second one. <laughs> when Wingardia Obliviarsum. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Ninja rolls up into Otacon's spot, and then we also roll yep. up into Otacon's spot, and then this mm-hmm. happens again. Yep. Fight the bus. I think it's when he's invisible. Invisible? It's like easier that. to see him. In this, I don't know if yeah, I, yeah, it the, was I, the fidelity kind of makes it a little yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't the the battle wasn't wasn't much different. Same strategies before. Yeah, um, it's fun. I found this to be a pretty fun fight. Yeah, um, Otacon does a lot more dramatic crying in the post cut scene. He mm-hmm. does. Um, and the, the, they so the thing about Otacon in this game, they make him way goofier and like more aloof and awkward in this one. Like he does a lot of pratfalls. Yeah, he's a very uh, he's very much so a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, comic relief character, I think, yeah. more in this than he was in the original game. Yeah. Um, oh, also the scene that so the scene that plays when he's talking about how he uh, got into robotics um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is from Zone of the Enders too. Instead of uh, yeah, which is thing. awesome. I actually really love it. And speaking of Zone of the Enders two, I was going to make note the police knots poster in the background has been replaced with Zone of the Enders two as well. Mm-hmm. And then they've also added a GameCube and a Mario and, Yo- and a Mario statue and a Yoshi statue to oh, yeah. his office. Did you notice that next to the GameCube there is a wave bird? By the way, is there? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I, I, hold, I, I hold it. Did you uh, also read? You, uh... Oh, go ahead, Isaac. I, I was just going to say I read somewhere. I didn't do this, so I can't verify. Um, during the the battle, if you shoot Mario, you get a little boost in um, health. Whoa! Really? A little one up, know that. if you will. Yeah, I do know that. Um, I did do that. I shot the Mario statue, and it gives it does a little like one up sound. Nice. Um, but I did not huh. know about the health thing. It's kind of cool. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and then as we have uh, alluded to, we go back to B1. We're looking for yep. Meryl. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing mm-hmm. super different here. I did notice, and I don't know if this is in the original game or not, if you call, and I just thought it would be funny, um, and I'm glad it worked, if you call Mei Ling from, once you get Meryl to notice you and you chase her into the women's room, if you call Mei Ling, she will call you a pervert and refuse to save your game. What? <laughs> which I thought was very good. That's awesome. <laughs> very good little little fact. Um, also, one thing um, I discovered well, while playing this uh, is if you call Mei Ling a bunch of times and don't save, because I was calling her just to see if her um, 
her quotes changed her like little like uh proverbs um i mm-hmm. called her three times did not save uh she like gets very angry and asks why you're calling her if you don't want to save oh, and then actually like sticks yeah. her tongue out at you uh and yeah, she does that in the original too doesn't want to mess around yeah i didn't notice that um yeah there, i feel like a lot of my notes and like if i'm keeping quiet in any of these zones it's just because like i feel like it's just shit that was probably in the in the game <laughs> the first go around and i just like <laughs> yeah. didn't notice it um but i noticed that like a lot of the notes that i took uh ended up being like in mgs1 as well and i'm just silly so mm. um well so the things that they changed about this scene um meryl when you walk into the bathroom you no longer have to walk to the back of the stall it's just a cut scene now yeah um her nipples are still going strong oh yeah even stronger Oh, yeah. Um, and we even, also don't have the weird uh, mirror snake issue that we talked about yep. in our Let's Play. <laughs> uh, we uh, While doing the Let's Play, Isaac, Sam, and I, uh, and this is after the remaster, so we couldn't have known, we discovered that like it hardly ever shows just uh, – it hardly ever shows two snakes. It only ever shows like one – either mirror snake or actually in the room snake, and we were joking that it was like tech limitation problems, so – Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> so we move Long on pause. to this, like to the to the captain's room. Um, she Meryl does this weird, like so. There's uh, a the couple commanders of changes room, in the commanders room. There's a couple of changes they've uh, they've done here. Um, she walks really weird. She like walks in like a weird like drunk walk style. It's kind of unsettling. Um, and they also, when she talks to you, they took away that double voice effect that she had, where where Mantis talks <sighs> over her, which voice. was so good. But they changed how she talks. Mm-hmm. They, she talks kind of like this now, and it's 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 a di- it's a different kind of creepy. I yeah. like the du- I, to me double voices coming out of one mouth is always going to be like the creepiest voice. There's trick. a demon oh, in definitely. there. Yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, did anybody test out? I did not think to do this. Did anybody test out the first person thing? Oh, no, no. Well, because I didn't realize that you she that until the let's play that she looks out of you look out of her face yeah if you, you uh, <laughs> in mgs1 if you pressed first person mode while she's possessed you actually see yourself from meryl's vantage point yeah. which we did not talk about and it is super creepy but yeah. i didn't i didn't test it out for twin snakes damn it so <laughs> stupid um the one thing i will say is uh and i noticed this before because i was trying i was looking in first person uh i can't remember why I was just like I, I was in this hallway. I think I was looking at the like textures on the wall or something, and I was looking at Meryl for too long. And she was like asking me why I was looking at her, and she was like saying it creeped her out, mm. which I thought oh. was a fun little wow. touch. Um, um, the other thing too is that in the scene where she's like where she's like the make love to me snake, she's like touching up on him and like rubbing on him and stuff like that, and that's re- that makes it worse. <laughs> that makes it way worse. It does not make me happy. And I think my favorite thing that they did in this game was that when um, when Mantis tells you to put the controller down to do the rumble thing, Snake like flips oh, his yeah. head violently towards the camera and nods at you to let you know it's okay. Yeah, to do. yeah. he does that a couple times in this game, and it's like very dumb. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I like rolled my eyes out of my head. Yeah, he's just sort of like, go on, do it, and it's like, all right. <laughs> Um, the other thing, too, those portraits, like, when they were laughing and stuff, that's new, too, right? Yeah, the laughing portraits is new. Also, the portraits are the, um, they're, ri- 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 oh, man, Ryuhi. Yeah, ri- 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 it's Ryuhi, uh, the filmmaker Ryuhi? guy, Kita- Kita- Kitamara, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. Dennis Dayak, and it's Kojima. Mm-hmm. Which is super creepy and weird. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're little, like, <laughs> like, weird head twisting yeah. shit. It's very weird. Hmm. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else from this Mantis fight that I noticed differently this go around. I was going to mention the, the the pictures as well. I used the bus strategy. Oh, did you? Did it work well? Yeah. Because I didn't know how to change controllers on the emulator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me just tell you. Uh huh. On the on the the Wii. Yeah. You have to plug it in to the if you use a GameCube controller. You got to plug it in to the fourth um, <laughs> GameCube controller slot. Oh. oh my gosh! I had the worst time with this. Why? Yeah, what no, happened? I had the. I was using the PlayStation controller, so I have no idea how I would have done that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> how did? Uh, did you try to do it on the second, and he was still whipping your ass? Yeah, and then I was like, "What is going on? Am I doing this wrong?" And then, or am I? I don't know. And then I tried the third, and that didn't work. And then I tried the fourth, and it finally uh, nice worked. So I was like. Huh. I thought Manus looked pretty cool in this. Um, yeah. yeah. He looks cool. Like when the mask comes off and stuff, I thought, I thought he looks neat. I don't know. I, 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 I don't quite know how to put my finger on it. Meryl looks so weird to me because I think her face is just different. Yeah. Like like her Kodak. Like if somebody could take Yoji Shinkawa's Kodak artwork and make it a game model, I think it would look really cool. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I think they gave her like a rounder face or maybe like – I don't know how to describe it. She almost has like this weird, like noseless, pudgy cheek anime look going in her character model in this game. I don't know how to describe it. Hmm. She just looks like she looks like a doll. She yeah. doesn't look like a human. It's weird. Hmm. Um, Maybe, but it's anyway, the I'm sorry too. that I keep coming back to that. It's just like seeing her model with with Psychomanus's model. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just like further accentuated that like Mantis looks like a like a a very thinned out like skeletal starving man, and mm-hmm. Meryl just looks like an anime character jumped out of an anime into real life, and it's like you're <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just um, so used to the PS one. Maybe. Uh, um the uh, the caves. Now we move to the caves. Um, they were super well lit for me. Like, I didn't even need to use the night visions at all. I didn't either. I thought they were too bright, honestly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the stuff that's supposed to be dark felt way too bright to me. And then also, since you can aim from crawl spaces, I just tranked the dogs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, I don't know. It, it kind of takes the takes the difficulty away. Did they change the Claymore mine placement, by the way, in this tunnel? Because I ran straight ahead and definitely got blown up. Oh, I I I just cat crawled and captured them like I usually do. Yeah, I got blown up this time. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> I thought Isaac had me, but apparently not. Um, um can, you, wait, can you drag fucking... dogs? What's that? Wait, what? When you trank a dog, can you drag it? I'm d- sorry, my head no, is I... just like, can I put a can I put a wolf in in a locker? Like I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if that would be possible. No, I didn't try. I don't think you can. Damn it. Sorry about that. Keep going about uh, Sniper Wolf. Sorry. Um, Meryl gets fucking kneecapped in this one. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Like, it's brutal. Oh. We're here. All right. Let me uh, let me just tell you. I don't know if you guys experience this. If you do get blown up by a mine or a claymore here, it cuts to Meryl, and she does this weird dance, and she slaps her butt. I did not notice that at and all. She, and she, like, does this <laughs> wave at you. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like a fucking ukiki monkey. Like, yes, I'll have to find a video of it. It's the most bizarre thing I've seen, and I I had to do it three times. 
<laughs> Isaac's like, I just couldn't oh stop God. doing it. I got addicted to doing it. <laughs> no, because remember in the playthrough, I said, hey, if you just run straight, you're good. Yeah. No, yeah, and That's, I did that. And then I got blown up this time. Yeah. You I didn't did get the cutscene where she was... She's slapping I, her, uh, you know. I, I didn't notice that. I, I, I was probably paying, not paying attention. If I'm oh. totally honest, Alessio, playing under deadline, man. I'm sorry, I was speed running this game essentially. <laughs> um, oh, I'll have to yeah. take that up. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, this fight's crazy. Like again, the cinematography comes out on all fronts here because it's just everywhere and crazy, and Meryl's dying, and it's very over the top. Yeah. Uh, um yeah. It's the whole the whole fucking thing. I also noticed something this was in the original game too, but I noticed something here that I just caught on this playthrough was um when Campbell's introducing all of the Foxhound members, he calls um Wolf the beautiful and deadly sharpshooter, but then refers to Wolf as a he after she shoots Meryl. As if he doesn't know that. Oh all. yeah. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Damn. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder if it was well. In hindsight, dude, like in two thousand four, they should not have made that mistake again. Yeah, right. That's yeah, weird. Okay, um, you can. Uh, we, I mean, we shot the rats in MGS one, uh, but you can shoot the rats again in this one. Um, PSG one because <laughs> Isaac's a fucking serial killer. Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. just want to kill some rats. What's wrong with that? If you want to hear Isaac being a serial killer or experience us taking pictures of ghosts and scaring ourselves, uh, $10 a month, <laughs> patreon.com. Let's play. Oh, my gosh. Uh, nice little plug. Oh, man. But, yeah, so we do this whole thing. I think – I don't – I don't know. I feel like Sniper Wolf's characterization as well is kind of lost in this one. Like, they just kind of go, like, way too hyper action bananas with her as a character. Mm. Hyper action. Well, I just feel like in the original game, she was like a really decent, like sniper in this one. She's like a superhero sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, the fight with her, I found it to be easier in the twin Snakes. Yeah. I mean, I also played on easy, but yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sam? I'm sorry. No, that's, I was going to agree. I was just agreeing. It, nice. it was like, it gave me hope that the second one would be better. And it was, yeah, and then torture. Uh, did we all submit instantly to see Otacon instead of Meryl's ending? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> what a what a relief. Oh, what a relief most it is. Thing. Oh my god. It's very funny to me. It's very funny to me. This like narrative that Ocelot's like, all right, I'm about to turn on the juice, and Snake's just like, no, please stop. No, uh, you win. <laughs> yeah, we hit submit like instantly. No, no, it's no, very uh, funny. I uh, I still pulled the pencil out on instinct. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Sam got sweaty and like pulled a pen- pencil out of the pouch and was just ready to go. So this one, I don't. Does it do this in MGS one too, where it says and don't um, use auto fire? Auto fire. Uh, yeah, we, it's, a, we it's in tell. the original. Is that in, yeah. in the first one? Yep. Oh, I don't remember that. Oops. Hey, we all. We oh, all my favorite thing about this scene that they added, and I do like this touch, is that um, they added a little touch of Ocelot dropping his gun with his non-dominant hand before he tortures Snake, <laughs> which I thought was really oh, yeah. funny and kind of like, yeah, it kind of. Uh, Were you gonna say kind of, of sad, yeah. <laughs> kind of endearing, endearing? Yeah, a little bit. This is like, ah, oh, damn it, I, I don't usually use this hand. And he's like, oops. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was funny. I really thought it would be funny if it misfired and just like ricocheted off the wall, but we didn't get that. 
Uh, can you imagine um, if he was just using his stub to just like spin the gun around? <laughs> oh my gosh! Ugh. Uh, prison um, stuff. I'll, this was easy because like since we submitted, we yeah. don't get called back, so we could kind of just yeah. fuck around. Um, yeah, I don't know. Johnny is Johnny. Uh, I did the ketchup stuff. Um, I thought the ketchup looked nice and high definition. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys have any notes? Um, no. Same old, same old, I guess. Snake does this thing where he grabs Otacon and, like, breaks his glasses. Oh, that's right, which was not in the original game. No. Interesting. Oh, uh, he's very violent with Otacon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't have the bomb in my box on this, but I think it's because I was uneasy. Did you have the bomb in your box, Sam? Mm-mm. Oh, I no, I think it's because we, yeah, we let Meryl die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we don't get a bomb if we let Meryl die. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what if it, instead he would have left a post-it that just said, you're, you're fucked up and suck? <laughs> it's just like, we'll let the bomb be your depression that's going to kick in. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, uh, the only thing that I really noticed on the backtrack to the comm tower was that um, the sickening number of claymores that are in the, the snowfield. Uh, I don't even want to talk about being... that. Well, so they've been they've been replaced Jeez. Oh. By two guards. It's just two this boys, is it? It's got to be because of the difficulty, I feel like. It must be, yeah. I didn't even... Yeah, fuck. I, again, no, 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 because I was, I'm, like, to make sure running. I watched a video of this on a higher difficulty level, and they're there. It's two boys. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, because in the main game, so it's they, like a field of claymores and the f- four cameras, I think? Yeah, the two, two by the door and the big giant sweeping ones, yeah. But no, yeah. it's just two boys in this time. And um, the other thing is they they do this one other time um, in the the warehouse, like on the way to Metal Gear's hangar, where you have that big giant wall of cameras. They yeah. replace that with some boys too. I did notice that one. I have that in my notes. But yeah, yeah. why they uh, maybe they hate cameras as much as I do. Maybe. Um, Com um, towers. I couldn't quite get the run and shoot shit to work, so I just kind of tanked didn't. it. I just fucking ran and flipped some boys. Um, yeah, I also grabbed my rope, that the, which sucks. On the GameCube, the disc two happens here instead of after killing Sniper Wolf. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I think it's because of all the cutscenes and all the fancy, yeah, schmancy probably. polygons. Um, but yeah, it didn't... It, it, so what I noticed about climbing the tower was that it didn't feel as bad because snakes seemed to move faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, I was the, able to Again, do the space feels smaller to me. The spaces feel so much smaller, and so I think... That was part of it, too. Like, it was kind of like a weird... I don't know. It felt like a, like a mental illusion where I was like, I feel like I just got to the top of this fucker in no time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So it was really quick for me. Um, when you get to the top of the building, um, when Liquid shows up on the hind to blow some stuff up, he does, like, this weird bullet... Snake does this weird bullet time grenade toss at a piece of scaffolding yeah. that's coming towards him before he grabs the rails before he falls off the building. And it's kind of inspired, honestly. It's pretty um, good. Is this where the missile happens, or is that during the boss fight or after the boss fight? I think it's after the boss. Fight. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's the, it's the yeah, it's flip. like right before, like yeah, right after the boss fight. He does do a parkour flip into repelling. Yep. Did you guys do? Did anybody do the hanging check on the on the on the uh, getting down the side of the building? I meant to do it, but I grabbed like I happened to have the rope, and because I had it, he just like automatically jumped. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I had the rope. So okay. Isaac, did you do the rope as well? Yeah. What's the hanging check thing? So, like, if you don't have, if you don't pick up the rope at the bottom, oh. you can allegedly you can just like hang drop your way down. Oh dang! Yeah. Did anybody do the push-ups, Sam, to beef up their? Uh, 
I, oh, I didn't know you could do push-ups. push-ups. I never <laughs> got to a point in my game where I, the hanging gauge was a was a trip like a factor at all. Yeah, I think I fucked with it once during the helipad. Let me make sure that there are push-ups in there. Mm. I hope I'm not like, push-ups fabricating memories. Isaac, did you never do that in MGS2? No, I, I didn't. Or know you pull-ups. Could do push-ups. Excuse me. Uh, apparently, if you do, if you if you're while you're hanging, you can hold um, L2 and R2 and do uh-huh. like the little pull-ups. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, I didn't make it up. You can do pull-ups and, and twin snakes as well. Um, so you can do that just to kind of peek up over ledges and stuff. But if you do it consecutively over and over, you'll level up your stamina gauge. Oh dang! <laughs> which I thought and was it's something that you could do in two as well. That's yeah, awesome. you can do it up to like level three, I think. Well, dang! But yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Sam, do you have any notes between the the the? I found that the um, repelling, and again, maybe it's because of difficulty level. I found the repelling to be a little bit easier as well. Yeah, same. Um, did you, does anybody have any notes before the Hindi boss fight? Um, I will say that having submitted to the um, submitted to the torture, the the hero always saves the girl line that Snake says hurts yeah. a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> Didn't even consider that. Um, but yeah, you got to fight boss. Uh, you got to fight a vice president helicopter here. I had. I don't know if it if it was just me, but like I had more difficulty um, like locking on for some reason. Really? To the hind D. I I yeah. found it was easier for easier? me in this one. Man. Yeah, and he doesn't dip low level as much in this one too. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isaac, I uh, I just saw the uh, link that you shared for the Merrill butt slap, and that oh, is yeah. the most bizarre and surreal thing I've ever Isn't seen. Isn't it? <laughs> Oh god, I need to look at this. Really it's quick. very <laughs> weird. Uh, literally, like Snake blows himself up. Meryl goes, "Huh," and then does like a weird like spin, eyes the camera sexually, and then like smacks what her ass fuck? with like a whip sound effect. I'm watching it right now. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought maybe I was like dreaming, yeah, like a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this can't be real. It's very. <laughs> Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> anyway, Hindi boss fight. Uh, all I have to say here that was like, dude, missile kick flip backflip madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Hindi fires a missile at Snake during this cutscene, and I shit you not, Snake jumps up, kicks off of the missile, oh, yeah. and does a backflip. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too is that like when the when the Hind goes down. Like in the original game, Snake just kind of like turns and turns around at the when end he of goes. The he turns and he goes. That's t- that takes care of the cremation, like a badass. Yeah, yeah. Like he turns around, but he does like this cool guys don't look at explosions type of shit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Woof. Uh, let's just jump ahead. Creepy elevator. So we get to Com Tower B. Uh, Snake's doing his thing. Uh, everything that leads up to this is pretty good. I will say the Otacon and the Codec does not match the human that we interact with physically. Nope. I, and I feel like that does happen with some of these characters. Like, I feel like Naomi and the Codec does not reflect the 3D model of Naomi that we deal with in the briefings. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, a weird disconnect between, like, who the characters are in the Codec calls versus who they are in reality. Yeah. And so I feel like Otacon's animated self feels kind of out of character based on his like derpy twin snakes version of him derpy uh but the elevator again because of these environments feeling a little bit more restrained and kind of tighter um i felt like the elevator bit just like it wasn't scary as much as it was kind of goofy 
Yeah, and again, it's easy. It's like very easy to see the stealth people in this yeah. one, so I didn't have to use the goggles at all. Yeah, I felt the same. Yeah, I didn't use it either. I just kind of shot in the corners and was like ready to go. Um, did anybody have any issues with the second sniper sniper wolf battle? Um, nope. Uh, don't have anything to say up till then. They drop you. Yeah, the cuts in a different spot, and I feel like there's not a, not a lot of cover. Whereas in MGS one, you're to the right, I guess, or yeah, to the right, and there's like this massive uh, like an um, embankment wall, snow wall. Yeah. This one, they drop you on to the left, and there's like not a whole lot of cover. So, other than that, I mean, yeah, the cutscene where Snake gets shot at happens immediately too. Like they don't, they don't, yeah, like, they don't let, let you play. block at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and so I, yeah, uh, due to that, I, w- I don't think that the uh, parachute sequence happens because I couldn't yes, look it, around. Yes, or it does. I, I did it. Oh, afterwards? Yeah, no, before. Oh, interesting. Nice. Was it the same dialogue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about it's the uh, it's I'll string you up. Gotcha. I probably just took too many steps forward and triggered it before. Yeah. Uh interesting. Yeah, um, I found that oh good. Sorry, Sam. So I so I want to talk about about this really quick. So the boss battle happens and it's way easier, I think, because the sniper rifle zippier. Um it doesn't take forever to track her. You don't get thrown wildly off course if she hits you, and for some reason, like I said, like in the caves, everything's super well lit, so it's really easy to keep track of her. Yeah, the draw distance is not a problem like it was yeah. in the, the PS one. Does anybody have? Did anybody have a different experience? No, I legit did it the right way this time. Unlike the remaster MGS one, where <laughs> you bust out the Nikitas. <laughs> well, I forced myself to do it the right way because I was doing a, a, a no kill run. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, really is there? Do you get any benefit? There's not a Trank sniper, is there? In this game, yeah, the PSG there is. Yeah. Oh, you can get the PSG. Yeah, you get it in the you get it in the B one. You don't have to backtrack all the way back um, if you're doing a no kill run because yeah. you get a Trank sniper. That's the one oh, I, I don't think I, the, I don't think I got it. Um, yeah. God damn it. Because uh, um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Do you know what you get for tranking her, as opposed to shooting her? Do you get anything? Mm, I can't remember. I don't. I don't think so. I'll look it now up. That I, now keep, that I can tell. Keep talking about it. Um. So, I know we like to talk about the missile flip as like the um as like the PS de resistance for like the overtop bullshit in this game. But here's my new hotness from now until forever, okay? Um Snake does after this battle an unassisted backflip um that he uses to land exactly on his sniper rifle that he had shot out of his hands that he skateboard kicks into his hand and uses it to win a quick sniper draw battle against Wolf is like my shit. <laughs> I love it. Like I like this whole fucking scene is like, like I don't know. It's just like it, he does like a kickflip on a sniper. Like it's so fucking wild. Like this it's is my ridiculous. new, my new bar for ridiculous cutscenes in this game. Oh, so apparently, if you trank Wolf, you can pick up her body and she'll drop a dog tag. That's what you get. Oh. Also, I don't understand how like I feel like the gameplay mechanics outweigh like the actual story elements here because like 100% you're supposed to kill Sniper Wolf in order for the rest of the story to play out so it doesn't make sense that you can trank like stamina defeat her yeah yeah yeah. Um, she's not lung shot anymore yeah exactly Um, Sam what were your thoughts on Otacon's version of his 
sad boy. His performance. His performance yeah, here. He does, like, when she asks for his sniper rifle, he, like, trips over himself. <laughs> which is, like, on one hand, it, it's fucking stupid. On the other hand, like, it's kind of a nice touch. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Um, what I will say, too, is that, like, as the wolves, like, disperse, the puppy staying behind with her body breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, when the puppy looks a lot, uh, what's the word? It looks a lot more like an actual puppy and not like a bunch of, like, Doritos glued together. Like, it is. I love the idea of just, like, oh, this is just, okay, let's take some, uh, nacho cheese Doritos and a little cool ranch Doritos here for his little spot on his back. We're gonna take some blue chip tortillas and just mash them together, and that looks like a wolf puppy. mash them together, and then we'll just, like, do a little, do a little dusting of the original tortilla chip Doritos, and we'll be great. Yeah, the thing... Pop that Dorito in here, dip it in cottage cheese, who gives a shit? (laughs) Dip that puppy in cottage cheese! Oh my gosh. Sam's having one of his patented mental breakdowns on on the air. You just gotta dip, you just gotta dip a puppy in cottage cheese and be on your goddamn way. Dip him in Doritos. (laughs) Um. Right, can I do a final verdict on Hairgate 2K, 2K19? Oh, yeah. Uh, 100% she's definitely blonde in Twin, Twin Snakes. She, oh, so here's the thing. She's blonde in Twin Snakes, I will agree, but it has like a green hue to it as it if to call back to the fact that she had fucking green hair in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's almost got like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like they outlined her hair in green somehow. Mm-hmm. There's like a like green she, Like she's blonde, but she, she was like in a pool with chlorine in it for too long. <laughs> she was blonde, but went to the pool for a little too long. Yeah, yeah. Ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's about it, I guess. Uh, Otacon, yeah. I feel like, is way wimpier here than he was before. Maybe it's because we can see his face clearer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, after that, we just come on down here to the Blast Furnace. I found that uh, this, again, felt kind of smaller than it yeah. did before. Maybe it's because I am bigger. <laughs> um, but I tranked everybody and just kind of did did my business. This yeah. part did seem smaller, actually. This is when I sort of noticed. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if it's just Snake is bigger or if, like, the the new mechanics just make it to where it's, like, you feel like you can just kind of fucking vault through half the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun thing to do. You can totally hang in the tank hangar and just drop down from that top level. Oh, yeah, I, do. I did that all the time. Which is crazy because, like, yeah, you don't even have to fucking go down the stairs or deal with the cameras or anything. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing in the cargo elevator, these motherfuckers jump down to ambush snake, shoots a hail of bullets, and then snake does like a helicopter spin jump to escape, and then, and then, and then the dudes land, and then their shells land behind them. Yep. (laughs) Cause dude, everybody's, everybody's ninjas. (laughs) It's like some John Woo shit in here. (laughs) It's wild. Uh, I, this is on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Shadow <laughs> Moses is on the moon, dude. It's not uh it's not snow. That's just moon rocks. <laughs> um I don't like it's uh, it's so weird. If you've listened to this show over the course of the past three years, you probably know that like I do like some campy, dumb, goofy, tongue in cheek bullshit. Like one of my favorite movies is Crank with Jason Statham. Like I'm all here for camp. It's just like the way that this game does it, maybe it's because of the originals like legacy. Uh, I just find that the way that this game does it just doesn't feel funny. It just kind of feels dumb to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Ryuhi, uh, whatever his <laughs> last name is, because, because, uh, something. 
Cosa Nostra. I, no, it's uh, Kitimura. Oh Kitimura. Um, I do know... Um, Raven. I, I do enjoy that you get to see the source of the ravens that attack Snake when he walks into the room with Vulcan Raven. This is, this is Vulcan Raven's bird cyclone. Yeah, I did not get spanked by the various random cameras that don't alert anybody because they weren't mm-hmm. there for me. They weren't there. Yeah, nope. just a couple boys in there. Yep. Oh no, yeah, no, they weren't yeah, they weren't there just in general, that's right. Yeah. I do love the, the just like the fuck you cameras though. <laughs> Going back to the first game, just like the oh no, we just wanted to spray you with a bullet. That that's all that's here for. Put you back in your place. Um they they take out the muktuck eating line here, which is lame. I know, I noticed that too. Um right before the battle happens, Raven like bulks up his muscles and chucks a crate at Snake, and then Snake blows it up with a missile. Um, in Matrix style, which is fucking insane. Because, of course. Yeah. I don't think the box remains in the arena, though. I think no, it's I just think for so spectacle. Either. Yeah. And then, um, and then the battle, I, since I was doing a no-kill run, I was just like, fuck, what am I gonna do here? Tranking him is actually, um, way easier than I thought, because if you stay behind him at all times and shoot him with a PSG-1T, it's pretty, pretty easy to deal with. Mm. And I, he doesn't speed up if you trank him. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I wonder if it's get all because the tranquilizers. Drink, yeah, I wonder if the tranquilizers uh, chilling him out, mellow out his his <laughs> adrenaline. It'd be really funny if the more you tranked him, the more he started to just like drag his feet and like <laughs> fall over and stuff. Oh, that'd be a cool detail. Um, uh, apparently, to get his dog tag, you just have to uh, you have to pick up his minigun, like kick his minigun away before oh. it disappears. Whenever he dies. Hmm. Interesting. I did not find Vulcan Raven's performance to be as endearing in this as it was in the original. No, not at all. No. Um, it's weird. I don't know how to describe it. Like, because before he sounded like a robotic Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here, he's still like over enunciating, <laughs> but it's just not quite the same vibe. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a fun fight, though. I feel like this is the one space, the one arena that I didn't feel like felt extra small. Yeah, it felt. Yeah, it, it felt, felt pretty like adequate. Should have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other notes before we head to Metal Gear Rex's hangar? Nope. Nice. So Rex's hangar, as we talked about, they're dudes instead of cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt this felt very small to me. Um, I'm glad. Well, I, so I didn't notice the. Did you guys notice the load screens between floors? I didn't notice that there were any. There wasn't any. They replaced yeah. the ladders with steps, and so there were no load screens. Yeah, which is pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there are more guards at the top floor now. For sure. And there are also the two valves, the hot and cold valves mm-hmm. or whatever oh, they yeah. hang from in the back, which uh, alleviates the whole PAL backup, which is funny. I did enjoy that. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, let me pull it up. I did the backtrack. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, PAL card quickness. Uh, Sam, tell us about your backtrack so I look this up. I'm sorry. I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> it was just... It was whatever. This it's time... Annoying. This time... Um, this time when the... Um, when they shot the so first of all I keep on bringing this up when Snake is spying on Liquid and Ocelot in the um in the the crow's nest type deal the control room to get to the other side of the door Snake does like a fucking cartwheel jump over the door instead of just fucking walking like a normal guy oh, yeah. human mm-hmm. he jumps so over the door frame so they can't yep. see him yep <laughs> so uh, um, he's Spider Manning of course yeah, of course Spider Manning but yeah, since um since I had less than like I didn't have any alerts at this point in the game, so um uh, a rat ate the my the rat ate my thing. 
Oh, no. Is that what that so means? Go, oh, that's right. Yeah. If you have less than 10 alerts, a rat oh, eats the 10. pal card when it gets shot out of your hand. You okay. have to find the rat and kill it. Because that's what happened to so me. S- it's fucking stupid. Um, I hated that The other rat. thing, too, is that the trap doors don't close back when you leave areas. Nope. So on my way back, when I was doing the backtracking, on my way back to the warehouse, oh, no. I fell in one of the trap doors, and then I did it again <laughs> when I revived, when I restarted. And then I almost uh, I almost did it again on my way back to insert the um, to insert the cold key. Nice. Um, but yeah, but and then to insert the keys, you now have to press the uh, action button with it equipped now. Um, so really quickly, and I will say this: I feel like it let the entire like Naomi reveal. Like I don't understand. So. What I'm about to say completely alleviates the backtrack, so I don't understand where the pacing would exist for there to be the Naomi Kodak calls. Um, mm. But essentially, once you slip in the... Oh, I think it's between. That's right. So they call you between you sticking the key in. So yeah. You stick in the yeah. room temp key, and then if you go to the... I would say it's sort of like the northeastern corner of the room, um, like on the right side, like right behind Metal Gear Rex on the top floor, you can hang from a ledge and drop down, and there's a red pipe and a blue pipe, and you can literally, without leaving the underground base, uh, transform the PAL key. Jesus, yeah, it's kind of amazing. And also, you don't, you don't, um, you're not walking on Metal Gear, which is kind of yeah, disappointing. It's like the scaffolding. Mm. You're walking around. Scaffolding. Yeah. There's no uh, step on me snake. Step on me, snake. I'm doing your worst, snake. Ready for you to climb all over me. Uh, But yeah, then we fight Metal Gear Rex. Uh, Well, so, okay, so here's a couple of things. Yep. One, uh, Liquid is uh, walking on the railings and doing, like, flips and stuff while he's talking to you. He's definitely doing some vamp shit, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And then, like, at one point, Snake tries to dropkick Rex, um, which is, like, uh, just another in a long line of really weird choices. Yeah, I was waiting. Um, I was waiting to see like when he rears up and does it. Uh, part of me was like, I bet Rex is just going to fly out of the building because that's that's how this <laughs> oh game. <my> gosh. Is. <laughs> um, like snakes also in the X Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the battle itself wasn't that much different for me. Um, the whole Gray Fox scene was again way more fucking anime, and this is when I del- they, like I for sure noticed the Mega Man arm. Oh yeah, so it is uh, impossible to miss. Also, really quickly, this is a note that I had from the first game that I wanted to point out. Um, <laughs> I love the conversation between uh, Gray Fox and Liquid here, where Liquid's talking about how in the Middle East they didn't hunt foxes; they hunted jackals, mm-hmm. uh, and instead of foxhounds, they used royal harriers. Yeah. And uh, and then and then uh, Gray Fox responds back with his cornered fox is more dangerous than a jackal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. personally think that the original delivery I went back and watched it on YouTube is like way better, but it's also just because they have that cool like echoey weird PS One mm-hmm. nineteen ninety eight Shadow Moses shit going on with their voices. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. After Gray Fox dies, Snake does this like thing where he picks up Fox's sword and does this like cheese ball like pose thing with it yeah he does some fucking crouching tiger hidden dragon posing with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. he wants he to use it. use it but it doesn't make it, it kind of makes sense that he picked it up because i think like isn't the canon like the canon of this the sword that he gives Raiden is gray fox's sword i believe so i mean i don't know if it's canon but i think that's what everybody what mm-hmm. everybody assumed 
That's what they put in there. But also, I, I thought it was I thought it was Olga Ninja's sword that he gives, oh. right? And I didn't mm. think it was that explicitly uh, this ninja's sword, but I don't know. I just want to point out that um, Liquid is a lot less buff than MGS1 <laughs> Liquid. I was hoping to see those six packs, and uh, they were not there. <laughs> yeah, I found uh, Metal Gear Rex on this easy difficulty, and I'm sure people are, again, probably rolling their eyes that we played this on easy. Uh, playing these games back to back in a dude. short time span, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Metal Gear Rex was not difficult whatsoever for me. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, do you want to um, take? Do you want to play us out? Play us through from from the liquid punch up to the shootout. What you got? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Liquid's whole speech here about the joy of killing um, is less heavy, knowing that I killed literally nobody. Um, <laughs> That's so very yeah, true. Um, actually, I didn't. Even yeah, think his that. his uh, he, it seems easier to beat Liquid here. It's easier to dodge him, um, which was one of my banes of existence before. Um, um, although if you use the dodge roll here, like it kind of just sends you off the side of Metal Gear since the area is so small. <laughs> um, and but you also don't have to knock him off of Rex to win this time because they replace it with a huge anime cutscene, including a double face punch with dirt flying all around. Yep, him. I did love that. By the cool. way, yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about this here because since we didn't talk about it at all in the the final episode, kind of we, we Meryl's dead. Yep. Um. So she's still the one attached to the bomb in this in this sequence, but after the battle, Snake goes up to her and like cradles her, and she's just she, she's dead. Um, and Snake like cries to the heavens, Meryl like yells, Meryl, yeah, Meryl, uh, yeah. And then he calls he calls himself a loser for giving into his pain oh, and yeah. fear and sacrificing he her life for his, and then asks for forgiveness. Yeah, he literally uses the word loser. Yeah, let that sit, um, you guys. And then Otacon shows up and says that uh, that she can't forgive anyone anymore, <laughs> and that blaming himself for her death must be easier than thinking about thinking about the fact that she died. And mentions that death is not defeat, and that he also lost Wolf, and that her love didn't die with her. And that Otacon um, and Otacon asks Snakes to live, and Snake recognizes that Otacon has changed, and Otacon says he's through regretting the past, and then. Um, what what got me here is that instead of noticing um, the sneaking suit from halfway across the uh, the uh, arena, which is kind of buck wild anyway, um, he's looking around for it and then steps on it as if he couldn't see it a foot next to him. That super cracks me up too, by the way, because that like sort of implies that it's almost like uh, it's not like that cloak from Harry Potter where like you can see it when you're not wearing it. It just kind of cracks yeah. me up because it's like it's just always invisible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Like that little detail. It and I feel like it's kind of it kind of retcons what we know to them to look like because if you look in the item selection menu, they always show you what the stealth camo looks like, and it sort of looks mm-hmm. like a, like a pack that you wear on your belt. Yeah, so it's weird that they put this gag here, but I, I I don't know. It made me laugh. Yeah, um, the Jeep Escape isn't really any easier or harder, at least for me. It wasn't. I thought um, it was. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit. A little bit. It felt a little bit more intuitive and like, I don't know, like easier to do. I guess I didn't really have any trouble with it. Like in in one though, like you guys seem to. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful in one. That's true. Yeah, I, I I didn't have much trouble with I it. I think um, it's just the turn radius. I think the turn radius sucks in one is the problem. Yeah. Mm. Um, this one you can um, uh, go into first person. I felt it was it made it 
infinitely easier because you can actually aim. Mm, um, gotcha. Yeah. Proper. Um, let's see. When the Jeeps crash, there's more bullet time anime nonsense that happens here. Um, and then instead of being trapped under the car, like in one, Otacon and Snake are both standing when Liquid dies. Um, wait, no, Otacon is trapped, but Snake is not. He's standing. Um, mm-hmm. And then Snake helps Otacon out and Liquid fires at their feet. And then um, after the after the fox die thing, Liquid's second win that he gets is legit him standing completely up, having a stare down with Snake, and then collapsing again. Mm-hmm. Again, Which very, is, uh, like... One Piece or Full Metal Alchemist yeah, feeling, yeah, or something. for sure. Um, so this is something that I think is in the original game too that we didn't talk about. If Meryl dies, um, Campbell will tell you that she was actually his daughter. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. So we do have canonical um, evidence that, uh, yeah, before four within that, the first that's game, the truth. Yeah. yeah, in the briefings, um, he does refer to his little brother. By the way, Roy calls it, refers to his little brother dying in the Gulf War. Mm. which i'm just like matt <laughs> matt actually got sucked away into the survive universe <laughs> um and then i think i mentioned this in the um the the episode four of the remaster but of metal Gear solid one but instead of just walking down the mountain otacon just like pratt falls all the way down the mountain oh 100 percent. yeah yeah and by episode um, four of the remaster do you mean last episode sam <laughs> Yeah, Alessio, God. <laughs> so let me say things. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah and we get our uh, we get uh, the the music here at the end. I think is unchanged, right? The best yet to come. Yeah, I think that's they play it all the way through. Uh, I should probably cross reference check that real quick just to make sure that we're not putting our feet in our Don't. mouths. But what do you guys think? Give me. give me your give me your wrap up thoughts. Uh, this is fine. Controls are bad. Cutscenes were over the top and unnecessary, but whatever. If you had to pick one over the other, which would you prefer? Oh, one for sure. The original for sure. I don't know why I even asked that question. I think we all know <laughs> the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> you feel the same way, Isaac? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted... I, okay, so just to... For reference, Frank, my dog, was barking, so I had to like step away. I don't know if oh. did you guys mention at the very end when Otacon when they were going down the hill? Oh, yeah, Pratt falls. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, right. Bess has yet to come. Does play in the background still? Nice. Yeah. 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 yeah it was. Uh, nice. That was a little much. <laughs> come on, Otacon. Yeah, I feel like you could have put um, the uh, the uh, oh fuck, curb your enthusiasm music in the background. I might, I might, I might do that for uh, for the Instagram and the Facebook oh, page and stuff before oh, this episode man, comes that's out. That's funny. I also, because of that, now have a hankering to try and find parts and cutscenes where somebody says something fucking crazy, and then just put in like the always sunny in Philadelphia style. Like <laughs> it's just like a weapon to surpass Metal Gear, and then it's just like the gang loses the keys to the nuke tank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing too is that we that we same. didn't mention is that um, we've 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 talked about this before, but just to tie it all up, they joke about how uh, how their names are Hal and Dave, and that maybe they should take a trip to Jupiter, and they do the <laughs> about it. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. in the original game as well. Yep. 
Uh, a lot yeah, of laughter. And post, post-credits is the same, I believe. It's the yep. same Mr. President nonsense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, uh, John Segan, Seigen, C-Y-G-A-N, the guy who voices the, I guess, the president on the other side. Uh, or it's weird. He's got, the f- well, he's got credits in this game, but I feel like the, the voice on the other side of the phone is just like almost like a peanuts. Like, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he has credits in MGS1. Uh if you guys didn't know, he also voices Solidus. Um, he died, mm-hmm. like, yep. last year. Yeah, we uh, we talked about it on the show. Yeah, which is upsetting. Uh, let me see real quick. That is so weird. I swear to God that he was credited in MGS1, but now I'm not seeing it. Maybe I made that up. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, Solidus. That's a thing. Yay. Uh, it's weird. Do you think that there could have been a world in which the GameCube was originally supposed to get a second Metal Gear game? Wait, what? Do you think that there would be a world in which like this game sold well enough on the GameCube that they released like Sons of Liberty for the GameCube? Hmm, Probably. I'm kind of surprised that they never ever followed up yeah. with any other Metal Gear on the GameCube. Yeah, I don't. Know. But or any Nintendo console. How well did it sell? Do we? Do they have? Uh, uh, I should be able to pull up some reception stuff. Um, I mean, I guess it didn't yeah. sell. Well, maybe it did. Well. I don't know. Maybe Konami just doesn't. I mean, we know Konami's allergic to money these days. Um. So I mean, it looks like critically it did fairly well. Yeah. Um. But okay, here we go. Uh, despite. Oh no! Never mind. Interesting. Uh, there's no mention of sales. There's just sort of critical reception. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many how many units it sold. Um, I do know that apparently it had multiple versions. In Japan, they had a premium package, which I did see on eBay when I was looking this thing up. And this thing is going for quite a pretty penny. But it came with uh, a platinum-colored GameCube that had the Foxhound logo on it. Um, and a 44-page book uh, that's filled with production notes on the game, and a uh, special disc that had the Famicom NES version of Metal Gear on it, which is pretty neat. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm not 100% on how it did critically, but I'm assuming since we never really got a follow-up that uh, maybe it didn't do so well. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's been Twin Snakes. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a Metal Gear game. I enjoy Metal Gear. If you guys have never played this, it can kind of feel like a like a, a treat, like a secret Metal Gear that mm-hmm. exists waiting to be discovered. Um, but I think overall, and maybe it's because I grew up with the first game, I just uh, unfortunately cannot divorce myself from the nostalgia to, to get yeah. behind this one. Um, yeah. I like this yeah, game. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it, okay. It, puts a little t- a twist on it i mean it i think we're looking at it with the critical eye of comparing it to the first one and maybe that's why yeah we fault it um but yeah i think from the time that it was released i could see why it was um critically acclaimed or whatever um uh i don't know i I I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> um, Breathe. <laughs> take a deep breath. Keep going. I got this, guys. <laughs> Bear with me now. Um, but I enjoyed it. 
it was uh, it kind of it felt like MGS2 um obviously um and I I really enjoyed MGS2 so it's like hey here's another game that kind of plays like MGS2 mm-hmm. um yeah and that I could find enjoyable if not anything else yeah I mean at the end of the day it's more metal gear uh <laughs> yeah and I feel like maybe the older that I'm getting, the more that I have a deep-seated appreciation for, like, 1, 2, and 3 sort of, like, classic gameplay, um, which kind of sucks that we're about to dive into 5, and I'm just, like, kind of vibing really hard on this, like, classic style of MGS game. Um, But I don't know what it is. It's, like, it's almost like um, the way old Final Fantasies feel compared to, like, 15. It's, like, part of me will always kind of miss the the top-down Pac-Man style of these original games yeah Yeah. um and it's just fun to have like more more of that and i think you're right isaac i think we're probably doing it a little bit of a disservice by comparing it i mean i will say shit if 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 we want to be honest i think this game maybe didn't set a trend but at least was like a little bit of like um a sneak peek into a trend the fact that this was a remaster allegedly like not allegedly uh sort of like an hd remaster five years or six years after the original game came out, um, I think it was a little unprecedented at the time to some extent. Like, I don't think it was done very often. And now it's like every fucking mm. game gets one of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like at the end of the day, like, at least this was kind of like a look into the future for better or worse. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think it's without its merits. I think it, there is fun to be had here. It looks pretty. Um, the character models look good. Uh, except for Meryl's creepy face uh, <laughs> and, and Darby Chief's weird face. Uh, the character models look cool. I think this um, the best thing that I can say about this, it's almost like um, this is going to be a weird esoteric comparison. It's almost like listening to Space Monkeys versus Gorillas mm-hmm. or listening to Linkin Park versus Jay-Z or <laughs> The Grey Album. Like You have to listen to the original and then listen to the remix to have an appreciation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, I would never tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, you definitely should start with, like, Danger Mouse's Grey album if you want to get into the Beatles. Um, <laughs> but I probably would say, like, go listen to the White Album because it's fucking awesome. Um, and so I think I, I would recommend this game with the caveat being that, like, you should definitely try to play the original before you play this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Wrap the shit up, uh, boys. That's it. That's all that. That's all there is. Uh, yeah, you, let's do some plugs. Uh, I just want to say this has been great, um, and I uh, really appreciate uh, everybody coming out to play for these remasters. We've actually had like a almost like a record high listener number uh, since we did the remasters for MGS1. Um, so that's awesome. I hope you guys will stick around for MGS5. Um, I'm sure you will. Um, I do want to make mention 
We are going to be doing a couple extra ops between seasons. I know we have talked about doing extra ops between seasons and have really only executed on that maybe three times. Um, but we, we are doing it here. Um, one, because we have some fun extra ops. And two, because uh, Isaac and myself need more time <laughs> to play these games. Um, so uh, extra op number six uh, will be coming out a week after this, and it will be uh, the story so far. So it'll be us um, next week, Alessio. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I, I framed it that way for patrons versus general feed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sam. No, I was giving uh, you a hard time because you gave me a hard time. Oh, uh, you're all good. I'll take it. I deserve it. Um, uh, essentially, we're going to be covering the story so far. So it's every game's plot. We're going to be talking about the plot of these games leading up to five. Um, so it'll be a cool primer or a refresher, depending on who you are. Um, but we hope you guys will dig it. We've gotten a lot of clamoring from people about us doing like lore slash character episodes. So we hope that you guys will dig it. Um, after that, we are going to be doing um, Extra Op 07 is going to be covering the Kojima Code, the book. Um, and then... This will be a fun treat. We're talking to the author, Terry Wolf, of the Kojima Code on Extrop 08. Um, yeah, if you are a $10 plus patron and you're listening to this, um, submit your questions. Uh, we're trying to keep it to like one or two questions per patron, but submit your questions for Terry. Um, if you are um, if you are not one of those people, um, we are going to unfortunately just try to keep those questions to the patrons just to kind of keep the interview um, from going too terribly long because we don't want to take up a ton of time with our guest. But we're hoping to have more guests like that in the future. Um, outside of that, um, we're going to be diving into Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain right after that. So um, It's finally yeah. fucking coming, people. Leave us alone. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I love Ground Zeroes, so I'm super excited to talk about that. Um, and we'll we'll see about Phantom Pain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll let you guys do plugs, and then I'll do sort of final admin wrap up for for the show because I don't want to just keep talking about Patreon. Uh, Sam, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Sanjul. That's S A N J U U L. I tweet stuff there. As always, I bring up constantly the Instagram. Instagram at Metal Your Mondays. I post clips and stupid shit on there. So it's great. It out. Profile, I love it. Isaac, where can people find you? Hey, on um, you could just hit me up at doesn't have twit. dot com. You can, but whether or not you get a response is another thing. But isn't that the uh, fun of it all? You know, it's in the Lord's. No, I point. think the fun is interacting with the people that want to interact with you. <laughs> Jesus, I yeah, I don't know how to work these I sites. Think Isaac's afraid that like if he if he is regularly on Twitter, that his mystique will disappear. Oh, I'm sure. That is like the secret people, to Isaac. These people don't know Isaac like we know Isaac. Oh, yeah. Yikes. When when the mystery falls away, Isaac's just like everybody yeah. else. He's just, just a mortal man, people. He's just a mortal man. <laughs> Nano machines are keeping him alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at AC Summerfield on Twitter, acsummerfield.com. Uh, fun stuff coming down the road. I am working really hard on a short film that hopefully I will have more information about soon. Uh, yeah, outside of that, you can check us out, MetalGearMondays.com, MetalGearSolidPodcast.com, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to us right now. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review if you do not mind. If you want to support the show financially, you can go to uh, Patreon.com slash MetalGearMondays. As little as $2 a month gets you um, all episodes early, as well as a whole other podcast. It is the Metal Gear Mondays Patriot Club. Um, we talk about non-Metal Gear stuff. We just recently talked about Kingdom Hearts and VR. 
Uh, it was fun. Last week. In the same episode. <laughs> in the same episode. Uh, yeah, last time we talked about Spider-Man, and that was a lot of fun, too. Spider-Man. A lot of fun stuff. Um, I will say, I wanted to make a quick mention of this at the back end. If you are a $10 a month patron um, or higher, um, not only do you get uh, the Let's Plays that we've referred to uh, a handful of times on this episode, but you also... Uh, we'll be able to dictate an extra uh, – I almost said an extra op. Excuse me. That is a whole other tier. You will be able to dictate a um, an outer op. So we're going to be doing our listener responses a little differently. Um, it dawned on us that like the listener responses are the least listened to episodes of this show, but the people who do listen to them are really into them, um, and we really enjoy those episodes, and we love reading you guys' responses, um, but because of that, we thought we'd spice things up and make it a little bit more engaging, so the first half of the, now we're calling them outer ops, the first half of the end of every season is going to be us talking about a topic that is decided by $10 plus patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be anything. Like we could talk about Kazahira Miller's obsession with hamburgers. We could talk about uh, Code Talker and what the hell is up with him. Uh, we could talk about uh, anything. Uh, the weird skins that were downloadable for camouflage on Metal Gear Solid 3 that have been lost to time. Um, we could talk about anything that you guys want us to talk about, but we'll do that for the first half. And then on the second half of those episodes, we'll talk about listener responses. Um, so we're very excited about that. There will be like messages going out on Patreon, kind of asking for input. Um, we want everybody to try and submit a minimum or maximum one suggestion per period. Uh, but the goal is for us to kind of backlog those. And if we're ever having a slow week, we might just do a whole episode where we like speed round, go through those topics. Um, but yeah, that is it. You can go to bit.ly slash MGM store if you want to buy some sweet stuff from Sam. Um, I'm having a little bit of an issue with Amazon's affiliate program. So I know a couple people have been using that. I do know that there were a couple charges that did go through that we will be receiving. Um, for now, I would refrain from using our affiliate link just until I can get things cleared up. Um, but hopefully that will be back online sometime soon. I think that's it. I feel like I just sped talked for like three minutes. <laughs> we did it. I'm becoming an auctioneer slowly but surely over the course of the show. Hey, Metal Gear Monday is the only podcast. Throw most podcasts. No, it's just back. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> uh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. But yeah, did you guys hear? Did you hear me say it's just a box? We did not actually. No, Damn did it. you? Fuck! I was trying. Yeah, I threw it into the auctioneer <laughs> word soup that just came out of your mouth. Whoa! Yeah, just a box. Hey, welcome to Metal Gear Mondays Rearmed, the remastered, redefined, and remixed Metal Gear Mondays. As always, I'm your host, Alessio Summerfield. And I'm Sam. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. 